Might be one of the greatest oh. kicks in regular season For real. NFL That's, history. We play the game, you and me, off air, yeah. where we were like overrated, underrated. I think I did like Julian Edelman, the catch in the playoffs, overrated, underrated. This is going to be and underrated. Chris was like properly rated, like it was yeah. a good catch. And Odell. And then we're going like, to do this Jake later Elliott, this week. field goal, yeah. underrated, yeah. in my opinion. It's going to be and, underrated. And it received a massive amount of attention on social media. Everybody paid attention to it. Such a big kick, but like truly. That is such a deep shot. That's such a clutch shot. Even if it's perfect conditions, that situation, that kick is crazy. Unbelievable. With everything on the line, because what we're talking about is home field advantage, and we are talking about teams breathing down their neck. Welcome to the Green Light Podcast. Thank you for being here. A wild week 12 in the NFL. Chris, Kyle, and Nate will take you through it, break down all the matchups. First, we have our America's teams featuring an alma mater of one of our hosts and featuring the biggest rival of the alma mater of another one of our hosts. Then we break down our week 12 games. Obviously, the Eagles stormed back to beat the Bills in overtime behind some huge plays from the usual suspects, Jason Kelsey, Jalen Hurts, Jake Elliott, and a few plays from some unsung heroes, namely former UVA star, Lamade Zacchaeus. We go in-depth on that one, talk about the impact for the Bills the rest of the season, what it meant for the Eagles to show up and play that poorly in the first half and then come back and take the win. We also watched the Steelers' offense looking decent yesterday, come back from the uh, dark ages of Matt Canada. The Broncos took down the Browns in Denver, Maya High. They took them up to the mountains and beat them. In a quarterback battle in the AFC South, we hope to see for another decade at least. All that and more on today's show. We hope you enjoy it. We'll be back on Wednesday with Stanford, Steve, and Macon. We'll see you then. Enjoy. Welcome to Greenlight. Oh, oh. Week 12. It's like a playoff. It's show, like hearing dude. Jason Garrett's voice. Oh, it just dude. gets me excited. When Reed says welcome, I just sweat a little bit. Jason Garrett, they call it on the stu- uh, studio, like, look at the two. You know that thing in studio? Maybe mm-hmm. you can explain this to me. The two shot. Yeah, they're like, everybody on the two in five seconds. And I have no idea where the two is. I just look like. Is that the camera <laughs> number? Like, I think it's the camera. You I mostly just try to talk. Really I just good. talk to the guy, and I'm like, <laughs> I pretend there's no camera. I'll look at the other guys. They're looking at the two. I'm like, where's the two? It's hard. There's five cameras. He's hard. Well, uh, but Jason Garrett knows where the two is. Yes. And when they go to the two, Jason Garrett, you know, the under tired Chris Collinsworth slide wired. Jason Garrett looking <laughs> at the camera like Buzz Lightyear every time they wired tired. I like that. Yeah, you know. I think I'm late. Kids do. I think I'm late on. Speaking that. of what the kids do, I want to send this layup line out to my son Waylon, who we were sitting there watching all the Thanksgiving games, and he just mutters at one point, "Chicken Nugget Dreamland." And I'm like, "What the <laughs> he did fuck?" Say that. <laughs> what do you? He said that. We looked at each other. I was like, "What's he talking about, bro?" Like, Chicken Nugget Dreamland. Chicken, Chicken Nugget, Nugget Dreamland. Dreamland. So I asked him what gives, and it's a song. So let's get the song. Yep. I got my Chicken Nuggets right here. From shout out to Waylo. To Chicken Nugget Dreamland. Polynesian sauce. Mm. <laughs> support, go, support small poultry. <laughs> oh! oh! 
<laughs> that was like that Amendola shit. <laughs> the right. Let's do a Jake Elliott. Jake Elliott? Yeah. In the oh. ring. Can't miss. Yeah! yeah. <laughs> Boom! Chicken Nugget Dreamland. Shout out to Wayland. Ready for the hibachi now. <laughs> okay, I'm going to get some water. Okay. Here. That's good. So That's wait, 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 wait. Piece of chicken ever. So oh, what's the, the Dumb and Dumber soundtrack when I was his age? No, so what's I was listening to Chicken Nugget Dreamland? What's the backstory on that? Like, where, where's like, that. where's that's that? Like, like how did music. it's like kids' house music? But like, is it on a shuffle? Like, how did he come across it? I don't know. Like, YouTube algorithm stuff like that. Okay. And then they rock out in the car. That's great. Okay, nice. A bunch of songs about farts. Chicken Nugget Dreamland. <laughs> really? Land. Yeah, that's the soundtrack to my kids' lives. Scatman. <laughs> Yeah. No, not Scatman. I Flat wasn't scat man. Flatman. I'm a Scatman. All right. So, anyway. Yikes. <laughs> what did you say? Flashman? No. Flashman. Mm. So, we've got America's teams in a second. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to keep working on my chicken nuggets. But, Kyle, why don't you go go ahead first? I'll Mine, go first. Mine's a little dry because it's mainly about one team. This is America's teams here. If you guys are new to the uh, the show, if this is your first time joining. Relay, this, this is how we start it. We do the America's teams. It's what we see as America's teams. a lot teams. of arguing about America's teams, too, between... Jim Harbaugh and uh, Drinkwitz. Mm -hmm. You heard this? A lot, of people, a lot of people are claiming. There's You're a lot of claims. To be America's team, it's like Game of Thrones in this motherfucker. Yeah. People showing up off the shore from foreign lands saying, mm -hmm. We are America's teams. Number one for me. Can only be one. And it's obvious the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> the Dallas Cowboys are an amazing football team. That star represents a certain brand, Chris. It's a tradition of excellence down there at Jerry's World in the Lone Star State. And Dak Prescott has been more than excellent. He's in the MVP conversation. I wish more people were standing on the table for him because he's been great. Do I know it. you're going to have table. You're going to have your moment. Uh -huh. With your guy, mm -hmm. and I'm going to give him his due as well. But the Cowboys have been awesome. They've been at a loss defensively with injury, and we're going to talk about some of that later. But Deron Bland, guys stepping up in big spots time and time again. Dallas Cowboys, number one, America's team. I just can't wait to see what they do in the playoffs, Chris. I can't wait to see Dude, what they do in the playoffs. Dude, there's going to be, by the way, Cowboys might be America's team because they finally covered on Thanksgiving. <laughs> Seriously, they hadn't covered on Thanksgiving in ages, so... I love the American Cowboys. Team I like cover. McCarthy, too. Anytime they show the tight shot on McCarthy on the sideline, there's not a more American-looking football coach than Mike McCarthy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. And honestly, he's kind of stuck the landing on this thing because I didn't know what was going to happen with Kellen Moore gone. Haven't been as good in the red zone, uh, but they've been pretty good. He's your high school football coach, strength coach, and driver's ed instructor. All those three things, dude. Um, <laughs> I had I nailed driver's ed the first time. Did you? Did it? I know this story. It took me twice. I turned. I, Mom was like, "What the fuck?" I turned left Chris? on red. You know, it was kind of confusing. The left what? Lane. The left on green thing was a little bit confusing to me when I first got behind the wheel. <laughs> Mrs. King, who's still out there driving, folks, because I tailed the shit out of her the other day for failing me the first time I saw her in the car. Stop. And I just, I just got right behind, flashing at her. Yeah, they had that that cheese wedge on top. So driver. So was it in one of the cars where there was two wheels? No, it wasn't two wheels. So it did was, they immediately just, like? Did you just have to stop and you failed right away as soon as you made that? Yes, yeah, so it was a left. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's like I think it's here. Nor there. Let's go back to the. I think it's here nor there. We got to get back to the uh -huh. America's teams. Okay, we're on a roll here. Number two, mm -hmm. you know who else is on a fucking roll? The Denver Football Broncos. That's right. Same Ooh. defense. They gave up seventy points. Now on a defense. They got rid of some guys, but it's been uh, a renaissance of sorts. And I was laughing at Sean Payton and all these guys when they gave up all the points. And you look at the stats, the quotes. And they were la it was a laughable operation, but it was now laughable. they just can't stop winning, bro. And Russell Wilson stepped out of his fucking time machine again this week and was awesome. And you know what? Uh, love Russell Wilson. He gets a ton of hate. 
And uh, I, I truly think there's nothing more uh, relatable as an American than getting a little hate, getting hated on, you know? Relentless belief, Kyle. And Russell says, we still believe. We believe. Relentless. Believe. 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 Mm -hmm. And I do. Number two, Denver Broncos, America's team. And number three, Oregon, the University of Oregon, the Ducks. They're the fifth team in the playoff race. They got a huge game against uh, Washington, and we watched them last time. Penix was awesome, big-time throws. It's going to be the matchup of all matchups, the Pac-12 championship. Selection committee, if you're listening to this, selection committee, you're fucking up if you don't put a one-loss Oregon team in that goes and beats the team that beat them, especially if they beat them, they cover, all that stuff. I think they're a nine-and-a-half. What is it, nine-and-a-half? Yep. You remember when people were nine mad and at half point Remember favorite. when people were mad at Dan Lanning? It would be criminal. Because he was mean to Dion in Colorado. Listen, big Colorado fan here. Hope they, they get more Louis <laughs> luggage next year. But Dan Lanning was playing football, and his team has responded. Even Vegas knows that I'm right here. Number three, Oregon. America's team. They're a nine-and-a-half-point favorite against the Huskies. Who beat them, bro? So, fucking game on. Get the Oregon Ducks in the playoff. We deserve it. Skull I dogs. know it. You know it. Number four, the Carolina Panthers. They can't escape the coaching carousel. I watched a video online last night of a ski lift. I believe it was in Russia. It went rogue, Chris, mm -hmm. with people on it. <laughs> mm -hmm. Full speed. It mm -hmm. just was going in a carousel. And people were, they were like, jump. You know, oh, I've seen that video where they jump, can't get off. Jump. You can't get off. And you That's just the Carolina jump. Panthers. Ben Johnson's like, I'm not getting on that. And, that, that and Tepper, Tepper is just up there, and he doesn't want to press emergency stop. He's like, send the next one down, the next one, the next one. And that's really the situation going on in Carolina. And I can't think of a more uh, American situation than we just can't fucking get right. Since 2018, four head coaches. He's still on the table for Bryce Young. The juicy guy is obviously C.J. Stroud. And he missed. And what, they missed. What, what, are, what, what are the Panthers? A Kia? Because Tepper depreciated those you have fucking guys fetish. as soon as he pulled them off the lot, dude. It's a $2.25 billion gambling unit is Kia. Kia. It's a Kia. You pulled, <laughs> every other organization is like... It's like a bond. You know when your granddad used to give you a bond? Like, that's not going anywhere. Bonds An are good. NFL fucking organization should be like a bond, but this guy's treating it like a Kia. But here's the deal. I mean, it's just... Chris, nobody wants the Panthers to suck. Nobody wants Bryce Young to suck. Nobody. I feel like, I feel like it's something that we can all agree on. Bryce Young is a dude that we can say, I hope you do well. I hope he does well. I root for him. He's, I don't he's think on, the story's over. I don't think the story's over for Bryce Young, but for right now, he's in the he's in the dark part, and he's forging himself mentally and physically, unfortunately, for him. Uh, Could be a growth spurt coming, too, Kyle. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> the guy who's stepping in as the interim head coach is Chris Tabor. Chris Tabor was a special teams coach in Chicago. He was there with me. He actually bought my home in Lake mm -hmm. Forest. Mm -hmm. I sold it to him. No cut, way. Cut him a great deal. No way. And I said, along with this deal, I will not be playing on field goal. Well, that's good. And we had a good deal worked <laughs> that's out. That's good. you got to put that in the, the fine frame. Shout out to Chris Tabor. Uh, so, you know what I will say? You're not going to degrade this organization anymore this year. Chris Tabor is a good guy. He's experienced. He knows uh, how to handle this thing. He's not a head coach, but he's a good interim How guy. about him trying to take the number one pick away from your Bears, man? That's what he's out to do, dude. Uh, I don't know if that's going to happen. That's your mission though. if you choose to accept it. Chris Tabor, uh, mission accepted. And the guys like him. And also, if you're just a fan of personalities at the head coach position, go watch his press conferences. He's a great dude. And he's not. when I say he's not a head coach, I mean like 
He is your traditional special he's, team. Yeah, he's a traditional. He's a coach. unique human being, yeah. and all of those guys are. But okay? you never know, because at one point, Dan Campbell was a guy who was running Oklahoma drills week three in Miami, and people were like, what the fuck is he doing down here? And ten years later, the guy is, well, we'll talk about the Lions in a little bit, but I love Dan Campbell. Number five, America's team, the heart and soul of this whole operation we call the Monday Show, the Greenlight Podcast. It's the listeners, it's the viewers, it's the enjoyers of the Greenlight Podcast. I got a message from my buddy Cameron Milton. Uh, mm-hmm. My favorite golf pro in the state of Montana, Polson Bay Country mm-hmm. Club. He wrote me. Uh, he wrote me a message saying, "You know, I, I was listening to the Friday Mailbag, mm-hmm. and it, it made my. It made. I was working out, listening to the Mailbag, getting ready to listen to the live show, and this show makes my day so much oh, better. We appreciate you. It guys. improved my Monday. So Cam Milton and all the Greenlight enjoyers out there, whatever state you're in, whatever, uh, whatever piece of land. Glad this show's making somebody's fucking day. <laughs> You it know? made me happy enough I know. to involve this on the number five uh, America's team, and that's all I got, man. All-time high for live listeners right Welcome now. Welcome to the show, motherfuckers. Thank you very much. Don't call them motherfuckers. You just slurp it was kind of a, It was kind of some a... Some people don't like that. Yeah, was, some people don't like the, 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 the term of endearment, motherfuckers. They like to be hugged and then just a little slap. You know the story I told to called these guys hard-working motherfuckers in a meeting once, and Matt didn't like it, and two weeks later he's like, hey, two weeks ago you called us motherfuckers. <laughs> I, said, Stop. Well, I said, what was yeah. the context? You know, this is me trying to tailor my NFL uh, vernacular to like the corporate word, it, which I guess you don't you don't get in a board meeting and say I get a uh, list of words. You guys are some hardworking motherfuckers. You didn't get that at the school district, did you? No. <laughs> but motherfucker is motherfucker is a word that you can use for so many things. Good. It's like, it's like the Debo. It's the Debo Samuel of words. Yeah. It's a Swiss Army knife of words. Person, place, and thing. You can do you, motherfucker can be so many things. <laughs> Motherfucking could be a verb. Motherfuck somebody can be a verb. Anyways, it's too much of that. All right. So America's <laughs> teams. I um, so I got I got a um, I got a uh, speaking of listeners of the podcast this morning. You announced that we were going to go live, and I got a mention in there from uh, Matt White, and he goes, "What's up, Matt White?" He goes, uh, "You getting the jaw ready to deep throat the E's?" <laughs> <laughs> He, he said, uh, I mean, I'm going to listen because I always do, but I'd be shocked if I weren't right. Well, Matt. <laughs> Yo, chill out. Matt, chill. It's Monday. It's 9 in the morning. Chill out. I want to get the whole offensive line. This is you know disgusting. I mean? This is disgusting. You, know, you got um, Jason Kelsey in The there. Eagles are America's team, man. The Eagles are America's team, dude. Like, uh yeah. I'm going to give it out for Bevel Conway and the whole thing, and there's going to be multiple mentions of the Eagles for Miller Lite mentions later, but let me just say this. If you take your, your rooting allegiance out of it, and your disdain for Eagles fans, because I understand they're intense, and maybe you don't like them, okay? They fucking they come out in droves. They'll, they'll fuck your day up. That's why I love them. But the Eagles are the most likable team in the NFL. They are. They, they, they are the most, most clutch team in the NFL. Uh, they're great, but they are relatable in that they, they can botch things. They can get, get down to teams. like They can lose games. But what they are is they're the most clutch team in the NFL. And as the game went on last night, you could see that. And that scene, and I'll talk more about it later, at the link, people are soaked. They almost liked it. 
fucking sickos. They're they sick were like, fucks. They're a bunch of wackos. They're wackos. In the best way. In the same way that we call Matt a motherfucker and we mean it in a good way. Yeah. They're some sick fucks. Yeah, they're, they're like chia pets. They, you get, Men, they get wet, women, they children. grow. They, they grow. They, 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 they rise up to the occasion. Cowboys fans. Do you see the got, kid try to dap up the Bills fan? It's like an eight-year-old kid walking by a Bills yes. fan in the parking lot. No. He's like, hey, good luck. And, and the Bills <laughs> fan was like, thanks, it. buddy. And he he pulled back. Oh, that's great. <laughs> it's amazing. And like Riddies away or something. <laughs> but you know, you guys got Eagles, that big, there's some sick wackos, dude. big dome in the desert down there. You guys can't handle rain. This was beautiful, man. This was just the Eagles are, and I know I'm a homer and all that stuff, and you got, I got to check my, my coat at the door on that thing. But objectively, how could you not like this team? How could you not like Jalen Hurts? If you don't like Jalen Hurts, there's something wrong with you. And I'll admit it. I was one of the guys in the beginning. I was like, why are we drafting this quarterback? He's AI. And his he? first year, I was like, I don't know if he's a guy. I remember... You know, I was saying I want to see him throw some people open. I want to see some some more from him. Um, I didn't know, so it's not like I walked in the door and was like Jalen Hurts fanboy. I wanted to see more, and he has delivered that and more. I mean, against the best teams in the toughest situations. Just want to shout the Eagles out. Uh, this is where it gets weird for me uh, because I don't have many. I guess I'll give it to all the kids at my house for Thanksgiving. There were ten children, of which they were under many. the age of seven, at my house. Kids are vomiting. People are crying. Like it was, it was chaos. I saw there. one kid choke on a cantaloupe. There was a kid that choked on a cantaloupe. <laughs> and I just shout watched. out to Uncle Matt, who there were so many fucking kids. Nobody knew that the kid was choking on a cantaloupe. Yeah, like yeah. that's where you got a problem, right? And then there so were three like, adult just, hands in there. I just like, think that's about the scene. <laughs> well, it yeah, yeah, yeah. you're 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 Monday morning quarterback in here because you were on the couch. You didn't even pull no, them no, off. I was you looking. Just, I went like this. I was like, let's let you know, let the thing work itself out. So maybe America's team's the adults in my house that. <laughs> came that Thanksgiving. We also <laughs> did a turkey day bowl that there were four kids that cried at different times during the turkey bowl, including one kid. We had a four-year-old. We're trying to get him some carries. We, <laughs> you know, like, it's like when they run out the fucking, uh, all the walk-ons yeah, uh, for yep. a kickoff at Texas A&M, mm -hmm. and you want to go down there and, and, and Team manager the fumble. gets to shoot a three. Yeah, well, I was like, yeah, let's get this kid a carry. So we all went out and kind of fitted up. Uh, and, you know, I told the one other four-year-old, hey, go tackle your dad. That was easy. But I had to fit up on, like, a six-year-old. And I fit up on the six-year-old, and he just falls, okay, because he's not doing the speed ladder. He's not looking real good out there. And he falls, and for 15 minutes, he pushed me. He pushed me. And I've never been in a situation where I was like, hey, kid. And I, like, he's my guy. Fuck I want to name him. I wanted to be like, no, I didn't. Yeah. You know, like, what do I do in this situation? You're dead wrong, Tommy. It was like wedding crashers. Nobody pushed you. When they, when like you're trying to do the right thing in the football game and mm. everybody's like, or is it meet the parents where everybody's ganging up on Ben They're playing Stiller. volleyball. Yeah. The volleyball. Spike the gal in the yeah. face. Yeah. I'm just playing the game. It's just dude. a game. Yeah, Jerry. that's what it turned into, dude. And I Jesus felt that way. And then yeah. it's, all, it's all my in laws. And so they huddle up to take a picture after Turkey Bowl. And I'm in the picture and. The, the you know Joe Big Joe he's taking the picture and he's like the patriarch and I'm like Joe you got to get in the picture like I'm the only one who's not technically in the family let me take the oh. picture and he goes what do you mean technically in the family oh. everybody's like technically in the family oh. I was Ben Stiller <laughs> no. I was Ben Stiller and we lost the game he almost the tie went take to the, a lap the tie went to the kid that slept in the longest in the morning uh -huh. they had some like backdoor deal and one of the kids slept in till like 9 a.m. so they won the game so we didn't even win the game. Okay, and last, uh, I'm going to, and I thought long and hard <laughs> Chris about Chris Falker. 
<laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. I thought long. Bet you would Panama, right? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, the, 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 the day after Thanksgiving, I've gotten used to this. We play Tech every year. And let me just tell you something about Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech beat me four times in a row, beat everybody like 15 times in a row. Me One too. for Bryce Perkins. Yeah, Nate's never beaten Tech. There's a whole generation. I never beat him. You never beat Tech. But there's no difference between you and me. There's a whole generation of guys that never held the Commonwealth Cup. So I go to talk to the team on Thursday. I'm fucking unloading. I've given them all my best stuff. But at the end of the day, I didn't beat Tech. So what the fuck do I know? So these words might ring hollow. So I think I got them charged up. We're going to the game because I'm getting a community service award at the end of the third quarter. And all I can hope is that we're winning mm. at the end of the third quarter. Now, when they walk me down at the end of the third quarter, what, we just dropped the pass for a first down, down 48 to 7. Okay, so they're parading me out there in front of like 15,000 tech fans. Uh, and I just want to give America's team to uh, the Virginia Tech Hokies. I mean, I hate saying this. What? Bro, listen. And we know what? the coach. We met listen, the coach. No. If we don't like it, we got to be. No. If you don't, if we don't like yeah. it, we got to be. No. Okay. No. Okay. Hey, you're gonna, so you're America's gonna, team is I, the I, for, for it, a week. For a week. Because I got to tip my cap to UVA's maintenance workers, that team. Uh, I think that's on, on a timer. I he think just it's challenged Because you. after the game. No. He just challenged Because you. after the game. No, it's fine. <laughs> he has a different opinion than me. Shocking. <laughs> but here's how I feel. You want to be America's team. You, you want to be Virginia's team. You got to beat Tech. You want to be Virginia's team. You got to beat JMU. But we got to beat Tech one of these years. Mm. And until then, I'll tip my cap to you guys. And you get 30 seconds Dang. on this what show. What about Liberty? Liberty, too. But I will say this. <laughs> tech fans, you see them after the game. I was in Dirty Nellies, met a few of them. They're fucking good people. Yeah, they're they cool are. people. They just you know, wear different, they just the wear different shirts. You know, if I, if, if I want to hate Tech so bad, then let's go out and beat We actually have a lot of green light listeners. Chris who, is actually wearing maroon who today. with Tech. So, so anyway. Chris is wearing maroon I'm wearing today. maroon today. I mean, that's not for you guys. It's Yo. just one of my only beanies. So. Nate. All right, before we get into the NFL here, including the Frank Reich news, I oh, want to yeah. get a message oh, to our sponsors. Right. Yeah, your fucking lunch pails and all that stuff. <laughs> your no, hideous campus. One thing I can't I'll finish say, it with shout out to our ex-teammate, Fontel Mines. He's coaching over there. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> tech? Yeah. Anyway. He was a big threat. I just tip my cap, you guys. When you got it, you got it. You guys got it right now. Things could change. We met their coach at the Richmond uh, Motor Speedway. Yeah, he was cool. He was a nice guy. He was cool. He was compliment. And I told him, man. I was like, we're coming for your I'm not even on UVA. I'm like, we're coming for your ass. Yeah, and he's and like, Nate's like, you can't do that. He's like, I, he's I'm like, like, you need me on that wall. You want me on that wall. And then, he, and then he hopped in like a pace car. It was like George Bush. Now watch this drive. He like hopped in the pace car and drove off. I was like, oh, fuck. We're not going to beat these guys. Okay, we got a quick ad read here. This podcast is brought to you by Cash App, the all-in-one app for spending sending and setting easy to track savings goals with multiple tools for saving spending and sending cash app is an all-in-one way to stay in control of your money whether i need to send money to my golf buddies which never happens because i beat them all send a cash app payout to the green light locals or settle a bet with macon i still owe him the money i can always count on cash app i'm gonna wait for macon though i think with security boosts discounts a free-to-order debit card no overdraft fees cash app is like a bff for your money Cash App, the exclusive financial services partner of Greenlight. Download it in the App Store or Google Play to see why it's the number one finance app in the U.S. App Store. Kyle, while you were reading that ad read, somebody commented 
Kyle almost Deontay Johnson, the kid that was choking. Because <laughs> Deontay Johnson just walked off the field yesterday with a fumble loose on the ground. Well, then cut me because that was bad ball I was watching. That was bad ball by you, though. I mean, you know. The fact that I just got called Deontay Johnson, that's it. I was doing the right thing. Don't you know that you're not supposed to put the fingers in the mouth? You're supposed no, to. No, you got to scoop. You can scoop. No, and then, worst case scenario, I'm ready for the trach. Well, then now I'm. Because I'm, I've, I've Googled I'm this definitely shit. now seeing that there are. You know about the trach. This is a. Nate's all fucking. Is that the machine? No, no, not a machine. If somebody's <laughs> the Instagram bad enough, machine, and yeah. it gets down the to Heimlich, or no, you no, the Heimlich. One? If the Heimlich fails, this is like the Hail Mary. Oh, okay. is you, you, but it's got a higher percentage than the Hail Mary. You got to create an airway right here. Yeah, oh, I'll show you. Oh, the, the trach. Show. Yeah, yeah, they did it in uh, Anaconda. Yeah. Did they do it in Anaconda? I think they did yeah, the trach in Anaconda. Yeah, well, well, uh, to the guy on Twitter, I, I, I treated uh, the Eagles like James Conn and I got a message I for just, the guy on Twitter. <laughs> Eat it. <laughs> All right. So, anyways, let's talk about Frank Reich because this morning wake up, he's fired. Yep. yep. This is the third coach in in three years that I think has been fired in the NFL in just a year. So, the NFL, like the patience level, is at an all time low, uh, and I, I don't think it's good for quarterbacks. I don't think it's good for teams. Um, the now, the owners, this guy, David Tepper, mm. who, of course, the report was that he walked out of the building saying, fuck, yesterday, <laughs> which I guess, I guess is a bad sign. You see, um, what, uh, in the last five years, including the, the Panthers, he also owns the soccer team. He's also fired two of their head coaches. So the past didn't five years, he's, he's fired five head coaches. Is this the worst job in the NFL? <laughs> Honestly, because... Ben Johnson knew it. He didn't take it, and you know, like he's he's the guy that, you know, he said, "I'm not, I'm not, I, I'm giving up my ticket on the Titanic." You know, I got somewhere to be. I you think know, it's I'm the not. best job in the NFL, Chris. And hear me out. <laughs> okay, this is gonna be. I mean, it's just dollars and cents. You get the job, you get fired, you, you get, get paid, paid right? <laughs> but I, you, that's what I was gonna say. You got to have your guarantees up in this situation because you might. You walk be in, you go to the well. Charlotte Night Race, you have a good time, you make how much? How many a year? I don't know what he's making. Cost of living is very cheap down there. But, you know, like this whole year, the play calling thing, him giving the play calling up, him ripping it back, like you hear about the draft. You hear Reich evidently doesn't want, um, you know, Bryce. He wants C.J. Stroud. Oof. Which is, you never know where this, this information is coming from at this point. Like maybe you call your buddy in the media two weeks into camp. And you're like, I'm going to need you to run with that, that, that rumor. You know, like, or maybe you really wanted him. And in that case, I think Frank Reich was really fucked here. because, And he should have known that, too. To take the job, know the owner, know how involved he's going to be, know where his head's at. Uh, the unknown is Bryce, though. I mean, we didn't, know that, we didn't know that Bryce wouldn't be able to elevate this poor, poorly constructed football team. We didn't know that, you know, Bryce Young... I mean, things wouldn't sync up. It just hasn't looked right the whole year. And they shuffled, like you said, they shuffled the play calling. Thomas Brown in, and then a week or two later, he's out. We're shuffling this thing around like a hot potato. Who's well, going to get fired first and why? Well, it's you bring in Miles Sanders, who I, I like Miles Sanders, but again, it's like all of a sudden football looks like a different sport for him. I mean, it's like running behind that mm-hmm. Eagles offensive line is a different experience. People dude. don't get that. It's different. And and going down to, to Carolina, you see, hey, that free agent pickup kind of doesn't pan out. The offensive line's not great. They actually are worse than you'd think they'd be, you know? And then Thielen, who's actually played pretty well for them, 
is a veteran addition, so he's kind of past his prime. So it's not like they did a and lot. And he's been to nailed. This guy I mean, up. He's, it's a, he's been great. Uh, we said lot, that it's a the lot of poorly constructed picks. A lot of great number one picks that are quarterbacks have struggled as rookies. So yes. when I'm looking at that job compared to something like the Raiders, at least you have a quantity that could be great. You have an unknown quantity. But it's it's less unknown than than the Raiders' job. But I still think it's the worst job. It's in just impatience on on part on behalf of the owner, and that's really what makes it so bad. Charlotte's a great town. It's not one of those markets that you get swallowed up in as a coach. You're yep. not going to be micromanaged by the media. You yep. got fucking Charlotte's a great. Town you got like player three coaching. beat reporters in yeah. there a, a day. It's not like playing in New York or any of that stuff. I almost so. texted Johnny Hecker this morning. Hang in there. You're back on the the Rams, like the OG Rams. Like in his career, Johnny Hecker was on. This yeah. is the type of teams that I was on early in my career. And, you know, like seeing these guys go through it, I feel for a guy like Brian Burns, who's been really solid for them for a long time now, for five, six years. He's closing in on 57. Perennial STL Memorial. I yeah, with, I mean, like. I, I was on a team with Blaine Gabbert. <laughs> were you? And it was the same thing. Like, well, we know because we talked about it. Looking your ahead girl for likes this season. Gabbert yeah. from the mailbag last <laughs> Looking ahead for this season. I talked about Chris Tabor and the Carolina Panthers and my America's team. What I failed to mention or remind people of is that against the Bears a few weeks ago, this is who you're getting as a coach, by the way, during the interim. He's a guy that's like, fuck it. I mean, I'm playing with house money right? Yeah. in this situation. He put Eddie Pinero, former Bear, out there in a game-winning situation in which Eddie Pinero shook him off, and he was like, no, no, no. <laughs> Give it a go. Really? Like, well, how far back? I mean, he was out of his range, yeah, and even like, Eddie was like, Nah, bro. Yeah. And Eddie's like a soccer playing motherfucker. Yeah. He's yeah. like, let me kick it. Yeah. So Bryce Young, if you're gonna men in black, if you're gonna flash everybody there, that's yeah. gonna be part of your core moving forward, and you're gonna forget about this season. Why not say fuck it? Take shots. I think that he's gonna be in the ear of whoever's calling the plays saying, Fuck it. Yeah. Yeah. So we got some, it could be some fun ball. So we got so we got some maybe some fakes or like a surprise. Dude, you're gonna see awesome maybe. special Pull teams stop, fakes. That's dude. a great point. Chris Tabor's been waiting. He's been sitting on a stack of index it. cards, and it. he's just you know he's just a, a mm-hmm. shiesty old dude. Now I'm the guy calling the plays. As long Scheme as David people Pepper's up. Not got a, a I'm direct line. I'm Chris Tabor. You're a great yeah. dude, man. Yeah. All right. So when you talk about these games, we got to lead off with the Eagles game. Um, and there's a lot of people in the chat that are waiting for me to talk about the Eagles game. I appreciate you Eagles fans. Hang out for the show even when we're not talking about the Eagles, I, I hope. Um, there was a video that went out last night of me reacting to pretty much everything that happened in this game. Okay. And it went like relatively viral by my standards. Uh, and anything where I'm reacting to the Eagles generally does. And I get a lot of. Hey, Chris, you only spent two years here. You've embraced it like, you know, this is your team, the whole thing. And, yeah, obviously, like, this is is a very special two years for me, and I love that organization. And part of my heart's always in it. But my wallet is usually in it, too. And so I just wanted to make that clear. Like, I am pulling for the Eagles. Like I'm rooting for everybody, is what you're saying. But when he hit that ball, um, that that Alabama kind of throw from this weekend – to Zacchaeus, our Virginia brother. Um, That was the over. And, you know, it also put the Eagles ahead, so we're happy. And then in in overtime, this is wild, I had, uh, you know, like a a, a long odd six-leg parlay. Hurts. Um, you had tackles. I had tackles. Like, I had so three tackles. There were two, there were two 
uh, props that I had to hit left when we get, we get into overtime. Like, oh, so th- this is dead if they ever. don't go to overtime. The best feeling ever. Extra free football. Oh. Free football. Oh. Not, not for Caesars, though. <laughs> free football for me. Okay, so anyways, I've been hitting these John, Can- John Gannon shots, verticals, parlays, and uh, it came down to the last tackle on that drive where Josh runs out of bounds and – and uh, Slay puts a hand on him, so we get our tackle. And I'm like, okay, all I need is one DeAndre Swift carry. And it took all game for them to get him the ball. And yeah. I'm like, surely they're going to give him the ball. That drive went eight plays before they gave him the fucking ball. <laughs> and it was the second to last play of that game that he got the ball. So I walked away with a bunch of money in my pocket. I appreciate the Eagles. I want fans to know, yeah, but you're giving me too much credit. Uh, you know, like it's my wallet too. So. I, I thought this was gutsy when you talk about the Eagles and I mentioned in America's team, how many times are the Cowboys coming back from these kind of deficits? How many times have other teams that we talk about seeing themselves in these situations? You know, Mahomes in Kansas City, they've been in these situations. They were in one yesterday, but this is an upstart Bills team and Josh is a bad matchup. I tweeted this in the first half for this defensive line because if your back end is your weakness and you've got a good defensive line, he can negate that, mm-hmm. and you saw that throughout the game. Eagles lead the league in basically third and long conversions. That's been a problem for them, especially down the red zone, uh, and they talked about that last night. The pass rush wasn't always getting there, and when it did, it was Josh just being Josh, and he kept them ahead and in this game down the stretch. So talking about it from the Eagles' standpoint, I did not like the first-half play calls, mm-hmm. and I think it's a little bit unfair – uh, to talk about this as like a, a big problem because Lane Johnson's a scratch as of Sunday morning. And I know he's dinged. He's going to try to get back, hopefully, for these next two games. But yesterday, he wasn't up to it. And, you know, their win percentage goes down from 646 to 371 without Lane in the lineup. The only think other game, San Francisco without Trent. Yeah, it's the same thing. And, you know, like people think about Lane as a pass protector. I think they're 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 apprehensive to run the ball early in the game with Lane out. But what you get is you come out, you throw the ball three straight times. The very first play is pressure on Lane's side. You get pressure three times. So, you know, like I, I understand in the Jets game, same thing. A lot of first down passes in that Jets game. Usually they're like 50-50, and, and Lane came out nine nine plays into that game. So that's the sample size you're looking at. And they did. They thri- they tried to throw the ball early. Now on that touchdown drive. Five first down plays, five first down runs, including a Jalen scramble. So they came out and ran the ball in that touchdown drive, but they weren't getting swift the ball. The RPO stuff was kind of drying up. I thought the Bills were ready for all their, their automatic stuff. QB run game, read plays, RPOs. They gave them like a man middle look. of that defense played well. They did. And, and, and Ed Oliver's a heck of a player. Yeah. I really like Ed Oliver. He's a tough um, dude. Their edge guys were getting after it. Great pickup getting Linville. <laughs> Linville was a big yeah. pickup, making his presence felt. But, like, you saw early there was an RPO, and Jalen just kind of held the ball. He's got multiple options, but they gave him a man look, and they played a lot of zones. So, you know, there was a third down, like third and six, where he's got 85 at the sticks, and he just doesn't go to him. So, at times, I thought Jalen was a little bit apprehensive in the first half, and I think it's the thinking about he doesn't have to think about the rush when Lane's out. But all of a sudden, he sees color over here, and he's like, okay, that's Driscoll. It's a little bit different. i got to reset. Maybe I can't throw this ball. But I thought when they came out, and by the way, Jalen, not a good first down passer. If you look at his passer rating on first down, in general, when you look at his team, they want to live. 
setting up the pass with the run. Sometimes they've set the pass up with the run. I thought last year they did that a lot. But set the, the pass up with the run, and that's what they did in the second half. I think they came out and just said, fuck it, we're going to run the ball to the left. We're going to run away from this void. If you look at that first touchdown drive, it was Kelsey pulling twice. It's, it's three runs to the left. And then they get down in the red zone, and they get another man look against RPO. And what they did here is they ran the tight end across the formation. Because that run game's going, you suck everybody up. You've got the tight end, sets up a touchdown. Same thing on a Devontae Smith drive uh, on that touchdown where the RPO leads the play. God, he's been big for them. And so I just think the Eagles, this is them, three straight touchdown drives down 17-7, down 24-14, and then the drive to take the lead. Like The pressure was on the entire second half, and they just kept riding those running backs, making the adjustments. I think they did a great job of making those adjustments. I don't know what took them so long sometimes, uh, but that Bama play – that I keep calling a Bama play because it looked just like it. Mm-hmm. That felt like last year, where it's just like, hey, we take big chances. I'm going to go up top, and he hits the kids the, in the corner of the end zone. So I think it was like the Eagles. Eagles are one of the only teams right now in the league that have a real identity. Yeah, like that's their identity is that like, hey, it, it doesn't matter what happens in this game. We can be down 14. We can be down 10. Like we're not out of this game, and we're gonna we're gonna play accordingly. We're gonna stick to the run. And, like, I've seen a stat, there's seven for seven in the red zone in the past two weeks. So, like, that's everyone's biggest problem when you get the ball down to, to it's the, the red area. It's the hardest place to score. It's the hardest place yeah. to score. But for them, as bad as if you watch the game and you look at the stats, when it's time to score, they're getting the ball. In Situational the football, man. That's what, that's what they're doing well. And, and you know, whether it's the, the two-minute drive at the end of the game, Hey, turnovers, got to clean them up. Yep. You know, that was a Jets replay on that, <laughs> on that tipped pass uh, on, a, on, on a short game thing with Jalen where it's just like, hey, burn the ball, don't even try it. They were ready for that stuff. And, you know, obviously the exchange as well. Mm-hmm. So eliminate that stuff for sure. But I think, like, when it comes down to not cutting time, this is as good a team as there is in the NFL because they play together and because they've already died, dude. Yeah. Like, that's the thing. Like, when you go to the Super Bowl and you lose – the way it's been described to me. You're just Jon Snow. You've already died. Dude. Yeah. You, you have nothing to lose anymore. And for them to lose that Super Bowl, feel like maybe they were the better team, to, to have that turnover, to, 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 to have that penalty, to come back and be 9-1, and one, I don't think people realize how hard that is. I think it's a great credit to Sirianni, the leadership on the team. They're just unflappable. And the defense, I talked about the conversions. Josh was a bad matchup, okay? But I, you know, decide. My one thing is, you heat Josh up on second down in the red zone. You get to him. They're running like a, a read play, and they can't even get it off. Okay, third down. What are you going to do? He heats him up again, and we've seen this time and time again this year where DCs get greedy on consecutive downs, whether it's Wilkes or whether it's McDermott against the Broncos. Um, you know, coming with the blitz again. You know, somebody said, "Hey, guys, just got to make that tackle on a Josh Allen scramble." The fuck he doesn't, man. <laughs> There's some things you don't put guys in positions like that because that's a lot of green grass with the best guy at beating the blitz with his legs in the NFL and a one-on-one tackle. And that's Josh's magic. And so, and sometimes me, you I, can only horse collar him to get him down because he's a horse. Now, know? I'll acknowledge this, Kyle. <laughs> you know, Bills fans here and Eagles fans, that they'll, they'll get real testy about this, but we got some calls. Yeah. You know, like, hey, listen, 
The Bills also had a ton of penalties. So, you know, like, and the, the, the turnover that you couldn't have, you had it. Mm-hmm. The, the, you know, the Slay stuff on, like, the fifth possession, he was getting away with it. The horse collar, I get that. And that led to, and the Bills have lost a lot of games like this, losing on special teams because it backs them up. They get the field goal blocked by Jalen Carter, defensive rookie of the year. Amazing. Thank you, cash that ticket. And then on the other side of things, they miss a field goal out of the half. So whether it's the 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 uh, the punt return for a touchdown, the first first game of the year against the Jets, or whether it's you know um, the the Denver miss cues with the twelve men and the whole thing and the returns, they have lost games on special teams. But I want to go back to this pick because I don't think this is Josh's worst pick. And we were sitting here. I said, we're going to get a touchdown, Matt. I told you. I said, we're going to get a touchdown, and then we're going to get a backed-up pick. You did call it. He said, Josh is going to fuck this up. But I think it was more the Eagles being heads up. The Eagles getting that look with Diggs at number two, going to a palms check, communicating that one's going vertical on the sly and saying, hey, I'm going to jump this out route. And they were ready for that situation. They made the check. And it's just more the Eagles being on the ball in big situations and taking that football off Josh was huge. So That's heady preparedness and confidence. I mean, the only couple, I played with a few guys in the secondary that were truly confident. And they would look at you before the game and say, I'm going to get one of these today. Yep. And I would say, how do you know that? I'm like, wait, scratch that. You just stare at your fucking iPad all week. That's yep. what you do. You do. These guys ready. know tendencies. And the ones that truly prepare, they make plays on the ball. And you see guys that stand out. They're outliers, like Deron Bland, uh, guys of that nature, where they're making plays every week. And it's just obviously there's an outlier there. I think it's the preparation and the confidence. And the last thing is, like the Bills, I mean, obviously you can get a couple calls. You you had a bunch of penalties, but you have a chance to win that game. I I thought as soon as the ball left Josh's hands, um, I think it was third down in overtime, I thought this game was over because – it's just a matter of Gabe Davis turning the right way. So, you know, again, it comes down to, like, the narratives, the things we're going to talk about, the, the Bills getting in the playoffs or not, which is not a foregone conclusion at all. If these little things don't get done, it's a totally different conversation we're having. That, that game should be over in, in that situation. And because you didn't handle a little thing, you, you end up giving the ball back to the Eagles. And DeAndre Swift – getting that 14th carry <laughs> mm-hmm. was huge. What a cutback by him. I mean, that guy has made the most of this year because I've always thought he was a good player, but to play behind this line is truly like a make-a-wish type of thing, dude. Like, I mean, just to get one year behind the Eagles line can turn your career in a way that you couldn't have imagined, and this guy made a great cut to credit him <laughs> to set them up for that touchdown. Well, one advantage they have that seems to be consistent throughout the season, everybody's talked about their conversion rate on fourth and short. Like that's obvious. But how about having the best field goal kicker in the league? Mm. Like Without him yesterday, they lose that game. Bro, we haven't even talked about Is it. Is he getting and, tested today? I, no, I don't know. He might get he might. tested. Running I mean, backs, <laughs> linebackers, they get tested. When he looks like game. one of Santa's elves. So <laughs> yeah, well, I don't know like if he's just got some, like, he was hit by lightning or something. But he's got a powerful leg. And to kick that ball, that soggy ball in the rain. Now, I don't know what the metrics or, you know, like the, some of the analytics are on kicking in the rain. But a 61-yarder. Now, I've seen him hit that kick. Uh, early in my career, I think it was maybe my first year there in 2017, we played um, the Giants in the heat, and we had to beat them on a 61-yard kick from Jake Elliott. And we could not believe that Doug trotted him out there to try to win that game, and he nailed it. And I just couldn't get it out of my head. I was on FaceTime with Waylon. He was ahead. 
So, you know, like I could tell he was ahead three seconds. And I was like, turn the phone around. And that two, three seconds of him couldn't find the fucking TV, nothing. I was just like, please, Jake. But to have that weapon, unbelievable. Jake Elliott deserves a lot of credit. I want to talk a little bit about that. Might the, be one of the greatest oh, kicks in regular season for real. NFL Listen, history. We play the game, you and me, off air, yeah. where we were like overrated, underrated. I think I did like Julian Edelman, the catch in the playoffs, overrated, underrated. This is going to be and underrated. Chris was like properly rated, like it was yeah. a good catch. And Odell. And then we're going like, to do this Jake later Elliott, this field goal, yeah. underrated, yeah. in my opinion. It's going to be and, underrated. And it received a massive amount of attention on social media. Everybody paid attention to it. Such a big kick. But, like, truly, that is such a deep shot. That's such a clutch shot. Even if it's perfect conditions, that situation, that kick is crazy. Unbelievable. With everything on the line, because what we're talking about is home field advantage, and we are talking about teams breathing down their neck. And the San Francisco 49ers are a fucking machine right now. And, like, the Eagles, it's like I talk about the Eagles. It's like Jalen Hurts. I'm not going to say he's the best quarterback in the league. But when it comes to crunch time, he's the most clutch quarterback in the league. Mm -hmm. I don't know if the Eagles are the best team in the league, but they're the most clutch team in the league. And when other teams lose 10 to 15% in in these big situations, they stay consistent. And so I don't know how you would, you, would, you would define best team in the league. I think San Francisco on paper could be that. Yeah. And I think this is a really tough matchup. I'm not going to get into how it plays out because it's early in the week. But like coming off a, a game where you played 92, 93 snaps defensively in the rain, physical, late game, right, 4 p.m., all the hours matter and getting your body back. You're going to play the Niners now. You're going to host them. And this is a physical football team. So they got to get their bodies right this week. They've stepped up in the gauntlet the first two weeks. They walked into the cave, punched the fucking ogre in the mouth, and they took five more steps and they wrestled the dragon to the ground. Now they got to go fight whatever the next mythical beast is that the Niners are. But they take it one week at a time. But they're awesome. And they are following the lead of their quarterback. They're just fucking nails, man. They They just are unaffected by everything going going on around them. When I was on bad teams, Dad used to text me and say, I don't care if the sky's falling around you. You keep coming. Yeah. You keep coming. You keep playing. I think it was just a group text. Jalen Hurts is like that. Yeah. Jalen Hurts, even when when Jake Elliott made the field goal, he's just on the sideline, running through mental reps. He's almost like Tiger-ish. I talked about Mahomes like Tiger Woods because he can hit the deep shot. He can do any kind of bunker shot. Well, Jalen, mentally, reminds me of Tiger Woods. He's just unaffected. He curves his brim. He gets into tunnel vision. And when it's time to go hit his shot, he fucking hits it. And like you said, the Bama ball, stuff like that matters. He's a leader. The rest of the team knows they have that weapon. And they're confident. I, like I want to talk about Buffalo, though. No, but but what do you want to say about Buffalo? I want to say this. They got Joe Brady right. Joe yeah. Brady, you fucking do whatever you can to keep that guy in the building. I thought the Joe Brady-Josh Allen offense isn't letting him run, but he almost had 100 yards rushing. No, he's yeah. confident in that offense. I think that's one thing. The it, Gabe Davis option route. Yeah. He's putting his guys in position to win. They just love Cooks, Cooks, Cooks got to catch had that ball. They wanted. If Cooks catch that ball, you want to talk about the penalties, catch the ball. Yeah. yeah. Catch the ball. Be on the right side on the option route. But I love Josh but Allen and Joe Brady. That's look, I'm yeah. done. Let me, let me tell you about this stat, Josh Allen. How do you feel about him being 0-6 all-time in overtime? I, th- I think I don't it's a feel, wild I mean, like, stat. Think of, think of the team. Hey, listen. The way, okay, so, so I look at this. So I look at this. Okay. The last game, they're in overtime. Mm-hmm. This game. He, if Gabe Davis turns the right way, there's one win. Okay? Now do the Kansas City okay? one. Okay, now do the Kansas City one. <laughs> what you were like, at. I can't blame anybody that played offense <laughs> in that game. You know, like, and we could go back a few, and I could probably look at all of them. But I, I don't think 
like I'm not selling Josh. Like I'll buy him low if anything with a coordinator change, but they probably dug a too big a hole. San Francisco surging. Okay, Thanksgiving they got this division in a headlock. Not just this year. We're on to San Francisco now. Yeah, we're on to San Francisco. Okay. Not just this year. But, like, in general, they got this division in a headlock because Gino looks human at times, you know, and... He's not 100% either. He's not 100%, but I don't think this is a team that, like, in the next three years is going to win a Super Bowl with Gino as the quarterback. No. And that's a harsh reality, but that's where you are. And if you look up at San Francisco, you got this young guy, the core is healthy, Purdy looks good when he's got all this stuff around him. And he looks great at times. He really does look great at times. And they jumped out 24-3, ton of sacks. The way they, they, they rush as a group now with Chase Young, mm-hmm. it's like it's the worst kind of pocket penetration because it's not like there, there's one level. They're all at it's the a wall. same level. It's a wall. And 91, too. There's a wave coming out at you. 91's yeah. great, too. 91, uh, Hargraves played better. Me too at the quarterback. So, so it's really hard for quarterbacks Race. because there's no pocket to climb. There's no, like, here's the escape lane. I got one guy to worry about. And you could see that. And, you know, like Nick Bosa after the game comes up to Thanksgiving table. And I kind of – Strange. It, it, well, he was like – they were like, you want any food? He's like, that's the last thing I want after a game. I'm like, what do you want after a game, Nick? Uh, but all those guys standing around – Too many carbs. And maybe an edible. Hey, all these guys standing around. Yeah, what if you said a fat bong rib? Yeah. Uh, all these guys standing around this table and just just smoking a turkey. Just like they're all taking bites. They're b- barely talking to uh, Kittle's interviewing everybody. K- Kittle's interviewing everybody because nobody else can talk to him. They're all just like the, the class clowns. And uh, there's like seven of them. And it was like every minute a new star walked up to that table. It was the Last Supper, is what it, it was. It, yeah. And it'd be like, oh, there's Fred Warner. He just joined. Oh, Nick Bosa just joined. I thought they only had five blue chip players. They have eight standing around this table. That's a great point. And Chris. I, and it was I, like a Renaissance painting. Yes, and and it just reinforces how good this team is because they just have so many blue chip players. And you know, you talk about Christian McCaffrey. I don't think anybody gets to full speed after a cut faster than him. And you know, like he was on Thursday night. And you know, at the end of the game, he's got pain all over him. He's got blood. They, Did you see the? I other saw game? the video where they. Who's got it better than Christian McCaffrey? He gets to have his body inspected. Yeah. By Olivia Culpo, yeah. his, his soon-to-be wife, yeah. and her friend, who I'm assuming is not an ugly. I've person. done Bonnaroo with Olivia. Culpo. And I'm like, she's super cool. I'm like, what? Hey, Christian's like, you know, I got this one two weeks. Yeah, ago. yeah, yeah. And one. he's got some bruises. He's like shit. Batman at the end of the day, taking his suit off. Well, they got they got screwdrivers, two screwdrivers <laughs> trying awesome. to fix his helmet. He's just there's paint all over him. He is like Mega Man, dude. He just he like he is. Remember that game, Mega Man? Oh yeah. He just he just keeps going, dude. He's, he's so Mega compact Man. and and Brock Purdy knows that he's human, right? Yeah. We all know that Christian's human. He is. He's a god tier football player, but we know he's human. So does Brock Purdy. And at the end of that game, they're riding Christian McCaffrey. They're yeah. riding that running game, and it's kind of meaningless touches here. Yeah. You're at that point in the game, and what I fucking love about Brock Purdy is. He goes for the whole shot. Yeah. He doesn't throw under the backer. There was a drop backer. He threw it over the backer. Yeah. He said, we're getting off the fucking field. I'm putting my guy on the bench. I and th- it was right when Collinsworth said, I love this. Uh, you know, this is a family. Yeah. 
that loves to dice you up with the play action. They do. Who doesn't love and they to go, dice you up with the play There's, you know, uh, Coach Shanahan. He was my OC. He was 19 years old yeah. or something like yeah. that. Yeah. And then whole shot, touchdown, and you're like, fuck, these guys are dangerous. Generations of football geniuses. O-line, here. running backs, they love that because they're off the field. So the thing about Brock Purdy is, and the last thing I'll say on this is, he had his tough spell. There were injuries. He's not the same player when a couple of those guys are missing, but who is? Like in the NFL, like when you have a good setup, if Tyreek goes down in Miami, what happens? What does Tua look like? You know, if, if A.J. Brown goes up down in Philly now, although I think that's more of a traditional, this quarterback's winning you games, but Brock is not just a game manager. You know, I've said this, I don't care where you want to put him. Uh, if it's like, you know, bottom of the top 10, maybe 5 to 10, somewhere in there. But I... I don't think that's disrespect to the guy. I think he's he's a really good quarterback, and he's a point guard who can actually go score. You know, like where some guys are just point guards, and you're like, oh, they're running a great offense. There's a yeah, but with the San Francisco 49ers, and that guy can make plays off schedule. He's an artist a little bit more than the other they, guys. So. They, infused, they infused his yeah. DNA with a little bit of uh, spiciness, maybe from the Brett Favre tree, but more the acceptable Brett Favre yeah, tree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no... Uh, like, Brett Brett didn't give a fuck. There's no I mean, field he, he was th- Like, they prioritized <laughs> taking care of the football in San Francisco, and all the guys from the Washington and the San Francisco over? tree, they want to take care of the football. And Sam Howell is Brett and, and Brock, yeah, he is. But Brock, at times, you can see it come yeah. out. Like, he's like... Yeah. And the ball comes out, and you're like, what the fuck like was the throw, that? Like, the throw last week week across his body in the end zone Ayuk, after the game he's like i gotta stop doing that okay like, so let's talk about let's talk about brett Venom. Favre here and dallas and 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 uh and 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 uh howell howell showed me something man i i know what the score looked like at the end of the game the duran bland pick and everything but like howell showed me something i thought they had a really good plan for these guys and you know the quick game was working early i think eric the enemy is your next head coach he's the guy yep. he's your guy dude you know like whether it's Hal or somebody else, this guy has taken this offense to heights that I didn't think they could go statistically and in some of these games where they're not supposed to be competitive. So I just wanted to shout him out, and I wanted to shout out Sam Howell because I thought he showed me something here. But the, the Dallas defense in the second half, just too much. Suffocating. Just, just Every short yardage play, every fourth down, they dominated. And then, you know, I thought the – the Duran Bland, and I'm not a cowboy hater necessarily. <laughs> I'm like everybody else. Like I say this, I was they're not the your number one America's team. I don't, that much. I don't hate the Cowboys like Eagles fans do, but I'm a, I'm just a, you know, like a run of the mill Cowboys, you know, hater. But you have to admit, <laughs> it's cool seeing Duran Bland break that record on yep. Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. I mean that, and d- down to the call. Great interview call. too. You know, the call was great. Um, and then also, like, John Madden's up there smiling somewhere because they got in perimeter run early and were gashing these guys, and they, they highlighted Terrence Steele twice on one drive. You get a right tackle highlighted once, it's good, but when you get it twice, that's a boom. You know, mm-hmm. that's a John Madden, uh, you know, like, that's right up his alley. So I thought Tyler was, Smith. Tyler Smith. Uh, I texted a buddy of mine who's a coach in the NFL, actually in that division, former coach of mine. Yeah. And I said, this Tyler Smith guy, is he on Mount Rushmore yet yeah. for current guards? And he yeah. was like, uh, once he gets his hands on you, you're dead. Number two, it will be very soon yet. Yeah, he's he's that good, dude. He's that good. And I want to say this about Dallas. They hit the lotto in the last decade before guards. Yeah, they really have. Whoever's picking guards for them, give them a lifetime deal. Sign them up. But, you know, like – we often get on Dallas for beating up on bad teams. San Francisco did that too, because I don't think Seattle's very good. Like Washington went to Seattle and almost beat them. 
So I want to give Dallas their props for this game because they pulled away in a division matchup where they're double-digit favorites. I don't love those spots for the favorites, especially on Thanksgiving. They haven't been great. <coughs> this was really good from them. I got scarred on Thanksgiving. Yeah, I never got to play on Thanksgiving. This is my transition. Okay. Okay, good. Oh, explain. I think we're going to Green Bay, Detroit. Yeah, we're going to Green Bay, Detroit. <laughs> Thanksgiving, right? Yeah, and I'm going to lead with... I the, tried my best. Yeah, we're, it was good. It was <laughs> I tried good. hard. It was fun. good. It was, I was really good. <laughs> I just, was that's on me. So, that's on me. My bad. Okay, so the, the Lions, man. Like, I got on Inside the NFL last week, and I, I, I stood my ground on the Chiefs. Everybody on the set was like... We're panicking the mm -hmm. whole thing. And so during that game, I'm thinking about these guys, like, you know, the Dumb and Dumber thing where he's on the toilet and you're seeing Lloyd Christmas and he's trying to figure out how to get the toilet. To That's work. how I'm imagining uh, Ryan Clark is while the Chiefs are up because he can't wait to dunk on me. I got this week off. They're going to dunk on me when I'm not there. But they also were hot on the Lions. And I was the one that was like, hey, these turnovers, man, you know, Jared Goff. That's what worries me about this team and the defense. There's plenty of things that worry me about the Lions. And so earlier this year when people got mad at me because I said they're not contenders, I had a change of heart and was like, what could I – like, why even use the word contender? It's like it, – the problem is with the word. Like, of course they can, go, news. they can go win a Super Bowl shirt. We did it with Nick Foles, you know. But the, the big but is you got to have home field advantage. I Watch Jared Goff off the spot when he's pressured against the Packers. Okay, that's a good rush unit. Rashawn Gary's a beast. You have a problem. It's not just the fact that you haven't the last month played good football because people say, yeah, but the Chargers game. Chargers just got held to 10 points at home by the Ravens. That's what a real defense looks like on Sunday Night Football. You guys were in a Mike Leach Big 12 shootout, okay, and no defensive player made that big play that turned the tide in that game. So you didn't play a complete game, whether it's the Vegas game where you're bad in the red zone, you throw a bad pick, uh, whether it's the Chicago game where they have 98% chance to win. You can't live this way. And then to play a division uh, foe like Green Bay and get beat, like it's not a fluke. There weren't a bunch of fluky things that happened in this game. They just kicked your ass. Mm -hmm. okay? Early. And and your offensive, if your offensive line's not your strength, then who are you? Okay, And they couldn't protect him. So if you're a Detroit fan, here's what you got in front of you. You got to play really well if you want home field advantage. You got you, some things got to fall right, but they're the first game on Thanksgiving. You take a little break. All right, let's see wh where we'd have to go if we went to the playoffs. Okay, let's watch the Cowboys. They have motherfuckers that run down on punts who are defensive ends. Okay, mm -hmm. they have Micah Parsons. They have Tank Lawrence. They will kill you. Okay, and then you get to San Francisco. You're like, well, settle in. Maybe San Francisco will look better. San Francisco, that's a tall task too. Okay. You got to go there. You got to go to Dallas. You got to go to Philly. I don't like your chances. I'm going to squarely say that. Okay, so if you want any chance to make a run, you have to take care of business down the stretch, and that's something they haven't been doing in games they should win. And so I think on a on a on a this season level, I'm concerned about them. But on a macro level, for Jordan Love, and I think they were running a preseason offense the first half of the season, especially in the first half of these games. And I don't know if it was a thing where they're not confident in him. And one day they woke up and they said, oh, we've got to see what we got in they this They pressed guy. the fuck it button. They said, fuck it. Throw it deep. And, you know, it took a shot right off the bat. Jordan Love, I wrote this down after the game. I think I said, Jordan Love, everything you want in a West Coast system quarterback, can layer the field, can play the high-low game, has good, you know, can make the tough arm angle throws. If he turns into a guy and you're the Detroit Lions, would you rather have Jared Goff or Jordan Love? This isn't an overreaction. You have to think long and hard about this. 
especially over the next four years. You know, because if this guy turns into a guy, I think Matt LaFleur is a good coach. This division is no longer like, oh, it looks like it's Detroit the next couple of years. It's, it's kind of like on a smaller scale. Jacksonville thinking, oh, we, we're sitting pretty. You know, Lovey Smith just fucked up their tankathon. You know, Tennessee's losing their, their luster. Uh, I don't know who else is going to pop up in this division. And then boom. And then boom, there's C.J. Stroud. Okay, well, it's a little bit slower of a burn, but if Jordan Love comes on, yep. it's not your division the way it was six weeks ago. Unless Stash and Hendon Hooker works out. Unless it works out. Now, it's your division this year if you don't fuck it up. But I think Jordan Love looking like he looked is a little, little twisting of the knife there on a macro uh, stand. But the defense, not talent rich. You've had nine sacks over your, your last six weeks, I think. Uh, two sacks uh, the last three games. Four hits on Love on 32 dropbacks. Um, it's just not good. It's just not good. You're not going to be able to win games on defense. You're going to have to win shootouts. And I don't know if Jared Goff, I trust him outside doing that in the playoffs. And so the, the Goff turnovers is not just uh, decisions. It's, it's, it's bad throws. It's, it's, you want to talk decisions? They ran for 211 in the first fucking game. You want to talk decisions? They, they didn't stick to the run game. It was out the window. They could not get the back truth? in the game the entire game. So I, I don't know. I, the the, the ca- Lions fans, I love y'all. I love the Lions. The first thing I did this offseason, bet one, was Lions over win total. You guys are a good team. But what I've seen over the last month does not make me confident in you. What's that movie, uh, Jack Nicholson and the, uh, the Shining? <laughs> yeah. Kind of went crazy, right? Yeah, he got, he got, he got cold. He, he got went cold. crazy. He went cold. Well, the Lions looked cold yesterday, and Dan Campbell went crazy. I watched him go crazy because he kept doing the same thing over and over again. Uh, the, the, I know it works sometimes, and you have to go against the Ask Madden methodology. I firmly agree in that. you got to go with your gut. But failing to convert the number of times they did, Chris, when they did it, how they did it, and where they did it, most yeah. importantly, to me was fucking insane. And I loved his candidness after the game at the presser saying, you know, those are bad decisions. Yeah. That was on me. Yeah. Particularly the one. Yeah. Um, but like you got out Detroited by your in division rival. And if you, to your point, what the hell? You you can't be a kneecap biting organization. You can't be a lead with the tip of the spear type unit if your O line's not gonna be out front leading and your defense isn't gonna make plays because Teams that have that MO that you're talking about, they do those two things well. They, they block motherfuckers up consistently in the run game, and they stop guys up in the, in the pass and the run. Is, is, is Denver's defense that much more talented than, than, than Detroit's? I, I, I don't know that they are. I mean, they have, what they have outside is better corners. Okay, but you got Hutch, you got McNeil, you got Anzalone's made plays like we Brian got Branch. You got some dudes, and I'm not saying either defense is full of blue chips. I think that's the problem. But Denver's forced 15 turnovers over the last month. Where are the big plays? Okay, I got on Ryan Rosillo's pod earlier this week. They said, is Aiden Hutchinson, you know, in that blue chip kind of tier? And I, I love Hutch, bro. Like, when I look at Hutch, I look at a better version of me. Okay, so like... I'm I'm not down in Hutch, but what I am saying is he's not TJ, he's not Miles, he's not Max, he's not Nick, he's not Micah. He's in that tier of guys with, and I would have put Josh Allen in this tier, but Josh is playing like he's in the higher tier. You're talking like Burns? I'm talking like Burns and and Hendrickson's at the top of that tier and and Hunter's somewhere kind of one foot in that tier. In the the next one. In the next one, but the point is, is like you can't just have that guy and say, because Hutch is a good player. He can rush inside. He can rush out. 
He's good against the run. He's a playmaker, too, which is something I never was. In big moments, he, he well, makes I, plays. What I mean is not the clutch scheme. What I mean is, like, the, hey, catch the screen pass that comes Got right it. at you. You know, like, make the tackle in the open field. Like, that's the playmaker. Knock the reverse down. Even in garbage time, he made a play on the backside, a tackle. Too, that, so and that like, stuff's all good. That's hard to do. But well. we need more guys yeah. to compliment him down the line if you want to be this team. So that that was my little my little two cents. I, I got to tip the cap to Matt LaFleur, Jordan Love for sticking with this thing. There's no panic, and I think it started back in... Oh, we forgot Hassan Reddick. <laughs> Somebody said Hassan disrespect. Hassan's up in that tier, too. What is it? Yeah, Hassan's I mean, in that tier with, with, with Crosby and those <laughs> Guys, he's, he's sure. ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. But the, the the point is, LaFleur, Jordan Love, there's no panic. And it started back in the mid-teens in the 2000s when Aaron Rodgers said relax. And it was kind of like fans have bought into this in Green Bay. And I don't think anybody's panicked in Green Bay and Wisconsin. And like you said, the throne is up for grabs in the NFC North. And if Jordan Love can continue to play confidently. And we said week one after we watched, I said, God, a lot of these off-schedule, off-platform, feet off the ground, body contorting throws, quick, uh, you know, changing the arm. It kind of looks like Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, and, and I'll never – I'm going to whisper. I said this because I knew that, like, I could come back and hang my hat on it. But I don't want I was Aaron like, Nagler to hear I'll me. never be out on Jordan Love because he makes the high-quality throws. You know, like some of the stuff where you're like, is he sure to let the ball go, that type of thing. I think some of that's the offense, some of them, like, giving him confidence. But when he has an opportunity – to make a high-quality throw. He makes some high-quality throws. He's improved. He's as good as anybody. Well, not as good as anybody. And their core is coming together. They're coming up together. Yeah. But, like, those those deep overs that you layer and you play action, you turn your back to defense for a second, and you deliver that ball to Christian Watson, who all of a sudden they got something out of him. Like, they are – here's what I'll put. We're going to talk about the – you're eating my waffle fries. <laughs> the, the NFC in the playoff picture, I think they have, like, a 45% chance of getting in. Take Seattle out right now and put them in. If we're talking about the best teams in the NFC, they're better than Seattle. I mean, they're better than these NFC South teams. They're better than, um, you know, the the, – I don't know. That's kind of where it stops. Are they as good as the Vikings? Uh, That's the big question because you basically got two teams for – or four teams for two spots between Seahawks, Rams, Vikings, and Packers. The Packers are showing life, man. That's all I wanted to say. Okay, so – as we go in this Thanksgiving weekend, we're getting into the AFC. I think the Dolphins game was interesting. I didn't think they were going to lose this game. What I said before the game was, if they have any chance, they need to turn 14 points off turnovers. Like, that's the only way. And that's the number, 14. They got seven in the first half because Tua threw a bad ball before the half. He threw a couple bad balls before the half. They got seven there. But then they gave it right back before the half. I mean, I walked out. Kyle and I walked out to the back porch, bro, because I had the under. I walked out to the back porch. Waylon ran out. Yeah, so we're out there trying to have a left-handed cigarette under the deck. Doing the cousin walk. And Waylon, whose side team is the Dolphins, comes running out, and Kyle's got to stash his... You know, it's like oh, we have to stash our yeah, we uh, have to stash our. Holy <laughs> fuck! Well, I just said we were having left hand, but then you said what? Yeah, you had it in your hand. Come out, guys! He, Did he you not? Was, he hold on a second. Did you not have it in your hand? When he you pointed out? at me and said he had it in his hand. Okay, answer the question. Did we you gotta not just it? plead the fifth in this situation. Okay. Kyle, so, that guy get caught. Come no, on, he guys. didn't. He didn't. He Come didn't. Out, guys. But all Waylon wanted to say was. <laughs> Did you see that play? And I'm like, yeah, I saw it too. He's not that yeah, guy, way. Like, no. And then, and then he's like, nah. Did you see the next play? And I'm like, oh damn, what happened? So you go in there and you see uh, Sleepy Tim Boyle, fucking throwing a hail mary, and nobody can get Javon Holland down. Like that's the game right there because you 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 
you brought yourself within inches Defensive of the thing. Defensive anytime touchdown. And Tua made so some happy. nice throws in the second half. <laughs> I mean, there was um, either a slot fade or a wheel. I can't remember which one. Dropped it right in there, the whole thing. Like, he's going to have to make those throws down the stretch. I thought this was a really good win by the Dolphins. And with their schedule the way it is the rest of the way, they're going to have to play well. But for, for you know, the Chiefs, it does put pressure on you to see these teams win. And we'll talk about Baltimore in a little bit. But before the game, Miami took care of business. So you, you put, it puts pressure on you to go win. And so let's talk about your Kansas City Chiefs. With the backdrop of what I said on Inside the NFL, my asshole was tight. Especially because I had the Chiefs in like three big teasers. And I'm like, last week, as soon as they lost that game, I said, bet the Chiefs. You're sharp. I said, you got to bet the Chiefs right now. You and didn't seem nervous at 14-0, though. I really was. No, it's a, it's an evergreen tweet. The Chiefs are losing to the Raiders. Uh, the Chiefs suck. And then Patrick's like, hold my beer for a Exactly. And, and maybe that's the, the best. I don't know, like, for those of you who gamble, if you bet on a good team and they get down or they fuck something up, how confident are you inside? That might tell you who the best teams in the league are. You know, like, it's a stupid way of putting it. But I got to tell you, my asshole was tight because of my take and everything. But in, in reality, I knew they were going to win the game. Okay, you still had them at favors, even 14 under. No question. And, you <laughs> know, I, I want to tip my cap to your guy, the offensive coordinator in uh, Vegas. Kyle. Yeah, uh, Bo Hardegree. Bo Hardegree. Man, they came out and they had a great script, dude. Like, they knew when they were getting man. They had bunches. They had rub routes. The first play, they took Karloftis for an eight-yard public transportation ride, dude. John. Yeah, George or John? No, they put him on the jaunt. They put him on the jaunt. Yeah, they put him on the jaunt bus. The jaunt. For those of you who don't know, we have public <laughs> so, transportation. So they came jaunt. out and they're like, we're going to get up on these linebackers. Because the Chiefs linebackers, Kyle, you like Tranquil. <laughs> Tranquil's been big. No, I know. Well, he's been big for them this year in the hole that was Nick Bolton. I think just having a guy out there with experience is great, right? Yes. But Nick Bolton is a big deal. And you could see it like early in this game in the run game. You saw it in the Denver game. They were jet sweeping to Jacobs. Jacobs in the slot. They run a jet sweep to him. They're doing a retrace motion with Jacoby Meyer leading through the A-gap in the run game. Renfro pick play for the touchdown creates miscommunication. Like They really had a great script. So I want to shout that guy out. And overall, I want to say this. Um, they might have their offensive coordinator and their head coach next year in yeah. Vegas. And I think if you're uh, the owner of that team and Mark Davis, you're scorned from, from letting Rich Passaccia go. So if I had odds-on favorite to be the head coach next year, it should be Antonio Pierce. This guy has showed plenty, in my opinion, to give him a shot um, for a year. And the same thing with this coordinator. I love that. I think they've made good adjustments. They got out of high formation. They got rid of some of those New England – traits that they had the kids say run it back and they did a good job man <laughs> but including the jacobs touchdown which i want to shout out michael mayer bumping the five technique in the crease and then gets thornhill i think it was and just i mean like then they go and these guys are selling out to play the run and these guys just creased them so you find yourself down 14 nothing and i think the chiefs this sounds stupid bear with me this is the best thing that could have happened to them I think going down 14 nothing to the Raiders in a game where you're like, we're going to win this game. Okay, this isn't 14 nothing to the Eagles. It's not 14 nothing to you know, the, the Ravens. This is a team we should beat. Now let's go run our shit. Let's go fucking try to be explosive. Get Kelsey the ball. He almost had 100 yards. They, 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 they went to Rasheed Rice a oh, bunch, yeah. which is something I was asking for last week. 
I mean, they had one drop. You talk about the second half. They came out in the second half and were and were and were really good. So some people could say, "Oh, it's just the Raiders." But had they lost the Raiders, you know, it'd be a big deal. You know, ah. and the second half would be a big deal. But they came out in the second half and they ran their shit and they looked like them. Okay, so the drops. Hopefully that dries up. Uh, I thought this was the perfect situation. I said going into the game last week, fucking run your shit, throw the ball a bunch. Try to give yourself opportunities to shake this bad vibe because that's what you needed. And I thought going down 14 nothing might have been what the doctor ordered. Um, I thought the defense stood up in the second half. Sneed on Adams was a big adjustment. Great job by the Chiefs. I uh, love their defense. Their defense is great. Evergreen tweet. We say that every fucking week. But, I mean, Patrick is still Patrick. Travis is still Travis. People are writing these guys off. They don't suck. They're still the best combination doing it in the National Football League. My favorite sequence in the game, though, Chris, end of the second quarter, uh, Justin Watson, scramble drill down there in the red area. He gets knocked over by the linebacker. Yeah. He shuffles over, gets open. Patrick finds him in the uh, in the void. Immediately, Justin Watson gets up talking shit to the linebacker yeah. in his face. Who's there to pull him out? Yep. 15, yep. Patrick Mahomes, yep. leadership, bro. He's like, we can't afford any any of this riffraff right now. First off, great job making a play. Second off, get the fuck back in the huddle. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, giving Rasheed Rice an opportunity, going to him uh, time and time again. And he makes a big play there at the end. Uh, how many yards was it? Like 40-something? It was like 40, 30. I, the, the big explosive, though. That's what you're looking for. Give guys opportunities to make plays. Get the ball in their hands and let them make He's plays. the best guy outside of Kelsey with the ball in his hands. So you got to get him the ball. Well, Pacheco. Underneath. Pacheco's great. But I mean, out there. Yeah, you, you can know, still throw it to Pacheco. You can throw it to Pacheco. The screen game's been really good this year. I, I wasn't sure. I looked at some of the numbers. They've been really good. So that's not something that left with Eric Bieniemy because the screen game's really good. Maybe it's something that, you know, he took to Washington, but he didn't take it with him. You know, mm -hmm. he, he took what they know. Um, I, I I just think this was this was a big boy performance for them. And Patrick Mahomes last week, and I said this on the inside before they cut me off and ganged up on me about this shit. But <laughs> those motherfuckers. Yeah, those motherfuckers. We're in the production meeting. They're like, Chris, what do you think? Are you panicking about the Chiefs? I'm like, no. And everybody's like, hmm, okay. And you know, then we go out on the set. And they're like, <laughs> You know, I, I start going, I'm like, you know why they're going to be okay? Because Patrick Mahomes, you know, at the podium after the game, putting that MVS drop on himself, are you kidding me? And what I'm about to say is, that's the leadership that's going to get them right. You know, you can't, these guys do this shit, man. They do this year after year. So don't tell me that I'm supposed to be panicking about the Chiefs when they know this is crunch time and they're going to figure some things out. Are they as good as they used to be? No. Are they as explosive as they used to be? Probably not. They're a different team. Are they down? Maybe. But so is the field in the AFC. And I think if you're the Chiefs, you've got to feel good about Like if you can wrap this home field advantage up, you feel good about all your matchups. So anyways, talking about the Chiefs, they're just um, experienced. They don't experienced. blink. And like you said, they needed that get de go down and come back. Yeah. They needed that. Yep. This team needed it. Not the Chiefs in general. Pat's been there. But this, this roster. This particular team. This roster. You're, you're damn right, Kyle. And then the Jags, who keep winning, okay, like mm -hmm. got their overwin total a week ago. This was a big one. It was close. It was close. But I, I want to shout out their defense, man. Um, Doug had these guys ready to play. And, you know, like off the rip, when you, when you played them at home, Houston scripted the fuck out of you, man. It was like from, from the outset and with no run game, these guys were tearing you apart. And the offense had problems and that sort of thing. We'll talk about that. They got it fixed. But 
giving them the breathing room out of the gate, three punts, big deal for the, for, for, for the Jacksonville defense. And you're talking about great effort throughout the game. There was that near goal line stand in the second half on that Stroud touchdown. The first two plays, including the touchdown, looked like people were playing for their lives. Mm-hmm. Like this is a, a rivalry, man. This is a this is a division rivalry that has popped up. <laughs> yeah. And it is after Thanksgiving now, and these two teams are playing for their playoff lives in the same division. And it's not just the like who's getting in the playoffs this year. You don't want to be Jacksonville losing twice to this rookie quarterback saying Fuck, no matter what we do this year, this guy's always here. Mm-hmm. And you thought you had the generational guy. You thought you had the generational well, guy. Well, look who's got the generational guy. Now. <laughs> so they got the generational guy. <laughs> and, you know, I thought the defense was great. And people didn't like, you know, people didn't like that, that, that end-of-half call from Doug, you know, at the goal line. Whether, better play. They like a better play call. But I think in the second half, the Jags kind of outcoached these guys. I think the Jags had, a, there were a couple key moments where whether it's, you know, Ryan's using a timeout due to a 12th man on special teams and not being able to have that one later, or, you know, midfield, end of third, they decide to heat up Stroud. That was a really good decision. They didn't really have a great hot option. Um, they had one dude on the right, but I, I don't think you could see him. So that was a big decision. And then the biggest one to me was, and other people feel me on this, Third and one, you're down 10. You're chasing two scores. You're at midfield. You, you decide to drop back and pass. Okay, I don't love that. You know, I'm conservative, Chris. But the second down on fourth and, on fourth and one, you, 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 you pass again. And, you know, like, that's just not one you can get back. You know, if, if you get that, if you get a field goal out of that thing, different game, right? So I, I didn't like that. And then at the end of the game, Josh Allen, who really took this game over, Two sacks in that final drive. And Houston's really good at overcoming, being behind the sticks. They overcame second and 25. But the second time, it's second and 19. It's third and 12. Kyle, it's third and 12. Time's running out. This kicker's never made from this distance. Instead of taking a profit, and you've got people running on the field, and Jacksonville's kind of out of sorts. Bro, the slot receiver wasn't even aligned. Just the slot fucking, receiver wasn't even set, and they didn't call it. Well, and that's all fine and good, but they, they ran the play. I'd like to get the ball out on the perimeter on a smoke or something or take that off coverage and pick up five, seven yards because that's the difference in Amendola making that kick. thousand percent. And so instead you have hero ball with, with, with C.J. Stroud, and he can't take a sack. It's a bad spot to be in. So I didn't like some of the situational football from the Texans late in the game. But they are a young team with a young quarterback and a young coach. They're going to be fine. Um, wrong, Josh Allen was great. That free runner sack, that's one of the most difficult plays in football. I wanted to shout him out, but who I want to shout out is Trayvon Walker, and he's taking a lot of shit. Sacks aren't everything, but right now, you know, people are always comparing him to Hutchinson. He's not Hutch, okay? But what he is is he can play with a lot of effort, and if he, if he figures out how to play with power, he can be a plus. And um, I think sack-wise, he's right there with him. Now, they look way different than Hutch's plays, but I, I thought it was encouraging the first drive – Okay, it's third and nine. C.J. Stroud. Now, you want to get off to a good start. You're at midfield. Stroud breaks the pocket. Some guys are changing speeds. Trayvon tracks him from the left end to the right sideline and makes the play three yards short of the sticks. Mm -hmm. He's going to get that first down. These are little hidden plays in the game that I think Trayvon Walker should be commended for, including Josh Allen, one of his sacks. If Trayvon doesn't come in there and snap that fucking center's head back on a mixer, which is an ET and a T to mm-hmm. different sides. The old mixer. The balance-up guy on an end around the tackle has to balance up. 
And, and if you can do it violently, even better. Man, when I say he used that center's carcass to catapult Josh that has Allen. As a wet ball. He used that as the wall, like a parkour surface for Josh Allen to accelerate off of. And, and so when you look at one guy getting a sack, it's always more than just that one guy. And Trayvon Walker deserves some, some love. I thought Josh Allen was great, but Trayvon played well too. Um, I just want to say this, and I, I didn't do this in America's team, Kyle. Um, are the Texans like this generation's Cowboys if we look up in five, seven years? Because they look fucking sick in all red. They have the coolest young quarterback. They have Tank Dell. D'Amico Ryan's no, because Paul Wall. I think like, the masses, they're, 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 they're going to like it. Like, I don't think it's going to get as much. I know, but people like Dallas in the 90s. The point is, yeah. Yeah, are we yeah. going to look up are in 15 years? Are we in the moment years? where we like them? Uh, yeah, we are in the moment where we like them. And then in 15 years, it's going to be like all my kids' friends are, are going to be fans. Texans fans. They're going to be like those Cowboys people that have the flags on their cars, you know, in some dy- no, Mah- dystopian This is future. the Mahomes effect. The yeah. Steph Curry effect. Yeah. And there's a reason that C.J. Stroud says after a game where he has a couple turnovers, he's like, Steph Curry doesn't blink. He just keeps shooting. And I'm like, kids love that. They relate to that. Yeah, they're going to love this team, bro. Yeah. Uh, like, all I'm it's saying, a great point. It's a fun, exciting team, even a loss. And him and Tank are buddies. He stood on the table for him after C.J. got drafted. He was like, you got to get Tank Dell. I just want to say this, though. Trevor Lawrence, not perfect. This was a big spot for him. And, you know, especially with – Cam Robinson going down, Walker Little moving out to left tackle, Ezra, who, who they traded for, pops in the lineup. Um, they, they made the plays they had to. You know, Ridley, Kirk, um, they dropped some balls. Yeah, this, this thing's been a work in progress all year. But I thought they, in a divisional game, for the offense to jump out like that, that was the key on the road to get a lead like that. It just changes the tone of the entire game. And I thought this was a really, really uh, kind of – bookmark win that they can kind of hang their hat on for, for the Jags and go back to it and say, hey, guys, we did that in Houston. Like, we've done this stuff. They, they're a team that has been, the last few years, they're a talented underdog, and they're the future's bright, you know, for the Jaguars, and they had to play from behind and yep. rely on Trevor Lawrence. Now you have to learn how to play with a lead. Yeah. If you want to be a team that's going to, you know, make a statement and make a run in the playoffs, you have to win games, but you have to know how to play with a lead. And they're in the infant stages of that. But to your point, it's a huge win against a really hot team. And they finished. And, and they have the easiest schedule remaining of all AFC teams with three losses. So there's a legitimate chance that they could have a buy in that. And their, exactly. vitamin, their vitamin D level Which they be higher. If they yeah, want to be the Chiefs, yeah, that's, that's it's got to be I swear to God, vitamin D is... It's a real Massively thing. That's important. why the Dolphins want that home field advantage. That's why the Dolphins were undefeated back then. Yeah. So, anyways, you had <laughs> vitamin D. The whole vitamin point Dolphin. is the AFC race is tight at the top. And, uh, and, and all these teams are different. <clears throat> I want to talk about Baltimore now because they, they have three losses as well. Um, I Coming out, I bet the under last night. I just didn't think, I didn't think that the Ravens would look like the Ravens offensively because of Mark Andrews. I think people like look past that a little bit. And they found themselves in a bit of a dogfight. And I just say this, I think Todd Munkin deserves a lot of credit because to steer this ship, open. guys were open. They changed their offense. Okay, this looks more like a college offense, okay? Where it's like, hey, we just win the numbers game over here. If it's not there, we do this. It's in the run game, it's it's Keaton Mitchell who they featured a lot more. I think that's an intentional departure from that kind of football team they look like. They can do this too, which is 
let's spread guys out. Isaiah likely is not going to be a, a, a you know a point of a, a point blocker, point of attack, point of attack blocker. He's not going to be the guy that's you can split him out more. I know Mark will split out sometimes, but Isaiah likely on the quick stuff with ten yards head start, like he's an athlete, man. And we call those the door guys, by the way. The, the door guys, line. really? Yeah, you. Who's going to kick that door? Who's going to be the first motherfucker through that and door? It could, and and it, it's not Isaiah likely. It's not Isaiah likely. He's the guy out there where you're going to split him out, do some creative stuff with him. But overall, I thought that the team speed showed a little more uh -huh. last night. And that's kind of, if you want to see what they're going to look like the rest of the year, and maybe it's a game plan thing, but I think it's like, hey, Mark Andrews is no longer here. we got to get what we got to get out of these wide receivers, but we got to feature the fast guys on the field here for Zay us. Zay is getting chased just perpetually. It's just Zay Flowers being chased by somebody that's maniacally sprinting. And Zay Flowers killed so many teasers last <laughs> night. I mean, I didn't care because I had one – like I tried to hit it three ways. I had Ravens and the under teaser. I had Chargers, and I was trying to thread the needle. I had the under Chargers and the Bears teaser. But, of course, that goes up in smoke because Zay Flowers decides he wants to do a fucking touchdown celebration at the end of the game. They beat him by 10, blew a bunch of teasers. So um, I had Ravens minus three and a half, so I felt good about that. Was that was good for you. Yeah. That was good for a lot of people because I guess they, they had the hook on that. Thing. Mm -hmm. A lot of people had the hook. So that was huge. Um and and for for the Chargers, they're probably dead now. I mean, I just I've seen enough. You know, like they played better defensively, the whole thing. But a bunch of turnovers. Your best players turned the ball over. The fumbles. I feel bad for Justin because outside of Keenan Allen, there's really nobody. It'd be like if Michael Jordan was playing with Scotty Burrell and like um, Dickie Simpkins after Rodman and Pippen go down with injuries. To put it into a language that Brandon Staley could understand, that's what's going on right now. It's like, yeah, you want to look like the 95 Bulls, but not like this. So there's nobody to throw to. Um, the defense. Some, I was on Twitter last night. I think it's probably too little. Somebody too said, this team. get this bald guy off my team. And I was so angry because they were making fun of Austin Eckler. Like, oh, they were God. Talking, and I was like, first off, <laughs> this is baldest. Yeah. Like, I was so fucking pissed at this account. I almost went in at him. And we love Austin Eckler. We, we love He's Austin Eckler. He's a great Eckler. We stand Austin Eckler. Yeah. All-around football player. But when things are bad, everybody, whether it's Keenan Allen. Don't take it out of a bald thing. Whether it's a fumble, whether it's Austin Eckler fumbling twice in two weeks. Yeah. Whether, you know, like it's another touchdown drive yeah. at the end of the game where they need it and they can't get it. And I don't put it all on Justin Herbert. I just don't. I'm not going to do that. But what I will say about this Ravens defense is you pay that fucking tax when you go over the middle of the field with these yes, guys. Sir. Bro, there were some hits in that game where if you are an Cold offense that likes full. to access the middle of the field, you are getting taxed. Colt up full today. <laughs> Buddy, that defense is physical. And you know what they have? We're talking about Detroit. Because I don't think they have like a load of great rushers. You know? Um, They've got a bunch of Swiss Army knives. Hey, they do have a blue chip player in Roquan. I think Kyle Hamilton's headed that way. I think you six know, feet four. They've got corners. They've got Matabike, <laughs> the whole thing. But they're not a sexy defense the way since Ravens fans get sensitive about this. Here's what I mean to say: It's not like on paper you're like, oh my god, they just assembled this dream team. They're getting stuff out of Clowney, you know, on the other side of thirty. Number twenty-four. He, he's making big plays, <laughs> Strange dude. Looking. And that's the thing when you talk about the Lions. Where's your big play? I know Baltimore's better, but like you've gotten this out of Clowney. Like Clowney has made some plays in big situations. Including Every time Roquan runs out of ball carrier, I'm like, look out for the fumble. Yeah, could look be. out for the football. Ball, ball. They take the ball off people. He man. is such and a so... football player. I think I, I swear to, I'm going to sound crazy saying this, but like Luke Keekley was the guy. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. I mean, I think Roquan's the guy. Like a different Luke. Like 
di different dudes, but in terms of just being able to take over the game mentally and having the savvy and the wherewithal to be like in the moment, making a tackle on the biggest player on their team, boom, that ball's out. You're going for the football. He's like he's like a little bit of a. It's like a rusher a that's not. Genius. It's like a DN that doesn't just go for the sack. I yeah. mean, they're going for the football and they want to take it to the end zone. I think the game moves slow for him. Yes, you know, like he's a football people, guy. The game moves really slow. Like when you come on a tackle, like if you're a defensive end, the game might move slow for me rushing the passer, but then out in space trying to make a play. I can't imagine what it's like to be Roquan Smith, where you're like a heat-seeking missile that can change course at the very last second, and you knew where to be before the play. Remember the Patriots? Well, you remember the Patriots. <laughs> well, the Patriots. I remember them. What I remember them as is a team that didn't have 99s overall. They had 86s across the board, and they all knew exactly what they were doing. And then they had and they were well. And they were interchangeable. Yeah. Like, you know, like I think about Owe and his versatility. Uh, and I think about <laughs> Hamilton and yep. the things they, they can bring him up in the box. Now he's part of the run numbers. Now he's part of the pass numbers. They were a one-trick pony with Wink. Now they can do a bunch of different stuff. We love Wink. And I love Wink. But, like, when you blitz that much, it kind of becomes who you are. And so I think the versatility that McDonald's brought to his defense and the personnel moves, they continue to make the right ones. So Steelers, staying in that division. I told y'all. Don't be panicking about these fucking Steelers, man. They're going to be in the playoffs. They're fine, okay? Overwind total is going to hit. I thought, if you need any evidence that it was Matt Canada yesterday, you can explain a lot of shit away, but you can't explain 58 games without 400 yards of Numbers never lie. And they go out there, and yeah, the, the, I lost on the overwind, or over uh, point total, 16 and a half, okay? Uh, but I'm not going to hold the points against them because what I saw from Kenny Pickett was confidence. And the run game, perimeter run, sets up the inside run. Like They, they look like a, a, a functional running football team. And in the pass game, it's not just Fryermuth down the seams. It's not just discovering a tight end. Who is the best friend of a young quarterback? It's also the two balls that he delivered outside the numbers. Everybody loves and the tight end, And the touchdown to Deontay Johnson, yes. The touchdown to Deontay Johnson, which should have been challenged. Uh, these are great throws, man. These are legitimately really good throws, and I think Kenny Pickett feels like he probably breathed a sigh of relief for reasons unknown, specifically. Why wasn't it challenged? I was watching that with Gronk. I was what? sitting there yeah, with Gronk, and we were both like, that's a touchdown. Yeah. Why don't you challenge it? Next thing you know, they cut to the wide, and they're running a fucking play. What, I, what's I, it like in the locker room when you maybe see a video that's going viral of a teammate giving no effort like Deontay Johnson ooh. was? I, like, is I that a confrontation? For it depends on... No, I mean, like, I, I've, I've never been on Deontay's side of it, mm -hmm. okay? Because you just don't do that, okay? Like, I understand he thinks the ball's handed off or whatever, but, like, the ball's on the ground now. One time when I was in Philly, I got a sack on Derek Carr. We were playing late in the year. We were playing for a home field advantage. with big play. Took the ball off him. I thought I just sacked him, and I ran off the field, right. like, celebrating. And the ball's squirting out back there. And, like, five people are running to pick the ball up. And I felt like a moron, dude. I apologized after the game in the post-game interviews. Now, I played great, but I apologized. This guy, man, like, I, I'll just say this. And I don't want to make it personal or say that, like, Deontay's not doing his job because I don't know what's going on in an offensive room sometimes with the quarterback Well, I can tell you what he did was not his job. Well, that was bad effort. <laughs> but I, I think you can explain away that effort. And say, hey, it was a bad down. If there's not so many other fucked up plays where, you know, whether it's a third and four and they're just not on the same page or a drop or a penalty, 
He's been the guy at times, like in various situations. I can remember, like they played Minnesota a couple years ago, and these guys, these receivers, and Deontay was one of them. Was just mistake after mistake, and I think it was last year. Can't win with him. And, and no, I think you can. And the point is, I got to get something out of this guy because you I don't have to go to the I, offensive meeting. I think he's a good player. He's a good player, and I don't know what's going on there. If, it, if, if it's Kenny's fault more often than not Something or not. Something in the water. In but the it's not room. happening with other receivers the same way it's happening with him. And so I just want to see Deontay Johnson look like the guy he is. And, and um, I think hopefully this change at coordinator might got skills, boost the dude. vibe where they get on the same page or that sort of thing. I don't know. He's got skills. I'm not rooting against him. But I would tell you this. If you're in that locker room, and it probably wouldn't be me because I was never a captain, somebody has to go talk to that guy. Well, I, I would be Somebody the, doesn't have to talk to to him somebody has to have a conversation with him and the conversation i would have you know being in that situation i'd like to hear what he has to say what i would say is are you good man yeah you know that's yeah. how you are you good like because i don't think anybody we're all grown men like um he knows he can't have that but just hey like what's going on is it something with you know is it something in your personal life is it something at home is it something with the offense reach out and, and take the temperature on this guy because there's, there's stuff going on that I, I, I'm not seeing. And Mike Tomlin is a, as good as anybody of keeping his finger on the pulse of uh, his team. So yeah. I, I'm assuming that this is being handled uh, in Pittsburgh and it's going to be in No question. But I'm yeah. not worried about this team. This team's going to be fine. But Deontay. But the difference between the Steelers, I said a week ago before Canada was fired, they could give somebody hell in the first round. They could win a, a playoff game if the offense looks like this. Because T.J. Watt is T.J. Watt. Yeah. And, and you know, he just got to 100 sacks, the whole thing. Guy's a dog. That defensive line. They got outgained every game, and they're in the playoffs. I worry about their <laughs> linebackers. I worry about some of the back end stuff. But good football team. They're going to get in. Broncos, man. Hmm. This Let's is the roll. part of the – how you feeling, Go ahead, Reed? Reed. How many games in a row is it? I mean, this feels like a billion. <laughs> it feels great. The fact that we've won a number of games uh, that we didn't think we would. You know, every time it's like, oh, Broncos are going to Bronco. We, we, it happened yesterday. The Browns go down there. They score the touchdown. It's 14-12. They drop the two-point conversion. You're thinking it's all over. They put together the drive to get back ahead, and then they yeah. just shut the door the rest of the way. Obviously, the injury to DTR. It sucks to see because he was playing really well. DTR, he, he had some. But solid I gotta say passes. this: what like I felt, I usually feel bad when a guy gets hurt, and I, I felt bad, but he put himself in that situation. Yeah. I mean, not just running around like a chicken with his head cut off back there, but then jumping in the air, and uh, I think it was Browning just yeah. lit him up and tried to put his head in the right place, but you know that's a tough one to pass up. And so you know after that, I thought maybe PJ Walker might give him some life, but not really. It, it's like. PJ's done great in a lot yeah. of spots, but he's not the come-from-behind kind of guy. He can go even, even with teams. He can go and get you a game-winning field And goal. that's their team. That's their team. That's their team. And the minute they fell back, and, like, I think <laughs> their patterns don't get knocked out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If we just stay in this fight, you never know. But, like, 170 yards rushing for the Broncos, like, that's not a misprint. And we, we talked about Bully this. Ball. And now you might be down Miles Garrett. Like, we talked about this clearly uh. on defense. Like, they were – they were a historic defense. Yep. Um, this is the problem I have with this defense. They're too up and down. You know, like one week you go out there with like your back's against the wall and you, you beat Pittsburgh uh, in a spot where a lot of people didn't think you're going to win that game. And then you go to play the Broncos. And I think most people coming to this game were like, the Broncos are the hot team, but Cleveland's better. Like, yeah. they're going to figure this thing out. Yep. 
They did not. And to, to give up that many yards rushing, um, the three takeaways for Denver, 15 over the last month, as I mentioned, 20 or fewer points the last six games. I think Vance checked his ego at the door or was told, like, you have to and said, hey, we're just going to – we're not going to be as aggressive, make some switches with, with, with the roster. Um, and I think it's worked out for them. This is an example of a team with a new coach that on paper you said, hey, they're a seven-win team, they're an eight-win team. But on the field it wasn't showing. And I think what, what's happened is this is good coaching. You know, this is Sean Payton – being Sean Payton. So when he laughed at Nathaniel Hackett in the offseason and everybody was like, ha ha, Sean Payton, eggs on your face. After, <laughs> yeah, after the Jets game. And what's now going on it. in New York? Yeah. Now, have Rogers, like, I'm but, making it a minute, motherfucker. <laughs> but Sean Payton, yeah, he's like, how do you want it? Do you want it Man. like sunny side you up? You want Ramsey want, style? You want Gordon Ramsey <laughs> style, the whole thing. The, he has morphed this team into what, what he wants them to be. And I think the Kansas City game was a real turning point where they were like, guys, we can win games. The fact we won the that rock after losing. being blown out of every Kansas City game the last felt like the millennium is, I mean, that gave the whole team confidence in Sean Payton doing what he, you know, is able, He's able to do. What and they're doing is dragging people into deep water. Yes. Okay, like they're you know, gambling. Detroit wants to drag people in deep water. They're in the shallow water right now. Defense isn't scary. No, they're taking them to line. the mountains. No oxygen. Denver's Same thing as the ocean. So they're Dan Campbell's version of well, let's the, take you up to on top. The of Eagles, the, the, yeah, the, the, the Ravens. The, yeah, 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 dude. So, <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, they're doing what Robert Sala wanted to yep. do. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah. not the Eagles. They were <laughs> Sala uh, talking about. They wanted yeah. to you take them up to high altitude. They can't play these kinds of games, and I think Denver is a tough out, man. And and so I don't know what the Browns are doing. Seven yards a pop for Ford in the first half, kind of went away from it, and then DTR gets hurt. They run a reverse. Camus fumble the ball. Camus in the in the chat. Shout out to Camus in the Who's chat. That? Everybody in the chat here. I'm yeah, we at love it. the chat. If Broncos legit make a playoff run. Russ, comeback player of the year? Or is everyone still on Hamlin? No, I mean, I think Russ could, could enter that conversation for sure. That would be Last sick. year it was like we were we – were, he was a meme, dude. <laughs> and, like, you know, DeMar, you've earned being in this conversation. But, no question. But, like, Russ is playing There's play. a guy on our YouTube, and he'll comment again today. He's commented, like, seven uh, times, and they're all just, like – kind of politically charged things he hates anything i've said in the past but <laughs> the hamlin thing really got him because the point i made about the hamlin thing is the guy almost died on the field uh-huh that's enough to be in the conversation for yeah. for comeback player of the year for these sure. are three nfl players telling you that for but sure. because you're mad because it wasn't the the vaccine and it turned out to be he just got hit really hard square in the heart and he's not a clone he's not a clone <laughs> yeah you were one of the guys that were like he's a clone up at the uh at the fucking the nfl honors if they had 13 men on the field uh, you know be like that's you know, how bad this crowd has been i thought for 12 hours after that game that demar hamlin fucked the game up by being 12th man on the field he wasn't even on the field <laughs> yeah it's just it's just <laughs> fake news so anyways i um i just want to shout that guy out you can comment all you want buddy right. demar hamlin's still one of the leaders for comeback player of the year according to las vegas if you know more than las vegas buddy you know who you are i you are i love sean payton yeah I love the Broncos. I love Reed. I'll never comment back. I love those uniforms. And they're really the only – I love Justin Herbert in the AFC West, but they're the only team I, I really I like outside of the Chiefs. In the I, mean, I love Cortland Sutton in the red zone. And popping up. Yeah. So balls. He's been awesome. Yeah. I mean, he's great. And I think the the way that Russell 
handled the offseason and getting his body in tune to be able to go on this long haul and the way he's been convincing us of we're believing. Yeah. I mean, they, it's sometimes you just got to believe. Stretching do happen. Relentless belief. Got to stretch on the airplane. Got to stretch on the airplane. <laughs> High knees. <laughs> But, all right, so Sean Payton got rid of all that mean And the O-line, they handled the Browns. The O-line for the Broncos. Obviously, we talked about the rushing yards, 170 rushing yards, but they threw it a, a Dude, number they're, of times, they're, they're, too. they're built to be a tough out here down the stretch. So, talking about the AFC playoff race, all good. We'll get into the NFC in a second, but I want to talk to you about game time, okay? So, you shouldn't have to worry about when you buy tickets for your next big event. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. Maybe you can buy a ticket to see DeMar Hamlin win Comeback Player of the Year. With killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seat, and their best price guarantee, GameTime takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. It's the place to find last-minute seats. And the GameTime guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, GameTime will credit you 110% of the difference. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code GREENLIGHT for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code G-R-E-E-N-L-I-G-H-T for $20 off. Download GameTime today. Last minute tickets, lowest price, price guaranteed. Woo! Game time app got us to the uh, Tech UVA game. Thank you, game the time. Outcome, for, thank you, game you know, time for where Reed for got to me cosplay as a Virginia fan. <laughs> they were like, "Your <laughs> honor is at the end of the third quarter." Chris. Among us. So bad, I walked down at halftime thinking it was halftime. They turned me around and said, "Nah, you got to go back up to this. You got to wait fifteen more minutes." Okay, so NFC wild card. I think the first question is who wants to win the South, man? And I don't think it's the Saints because, like, you know, yesterday was a microcosm of these two team seasons where, hey, I'll own it. I didn't think Taylor Heineke looked real good when he came in. So I, I, I was. I he was, wasn't the spark. I was campaigning for Taylor Heineke over uh, Desmond Ritter. And one of the, the, the arguments we were having six weeks ago is whether or not Ritter is a franchise quarterback. I don't know the answer to that. But what I do know is. The franchise quarterback for the the Saints threw the picks at at the worst time. I mean, his pick in the red zone, that's a killer. The fumble in the red zone uh, by Taysom Hill, that's a killer. Um, you know, Ritter had some bad balls, but they were able to survive those. And he made a really nice throw to, to Bijan when he ran into the tunnel late in the game. So props to him for coming back out and fighting. Uh, and this team's going to have to do a lot of fighting. That throw was the dart or the free throw. So you see that on a halfback screen. Yeah. You know, sometimes you got to throw it around mm -hmm. the lineman or yeah. the blitzer. Yeah. Or sometimes you got to go with the free throw. The free throw. He went with the free throw. He was like, Bijan, go get it, buddy. And I thought that was a great throw. And man, I like just, it's so disappointing for the Saints to assemble this team. The action of going all in on Derek Carr, kicking the can down the road with the cap and all that stuff. And you end up here? Like, you have 32 possessions. Your last 32 possessions, you have three touchdowns. Two of those for Jameis, one of those for Taysom. None of them for Derek Carr. Okay? Um, you know, like, Derek Carr is not getting it done. And to mortgage the future, relatively speaking, in the way yeah. that you did. And to have this team in a division where it's, like, there for the taking. You win nine games, you win this division. It's the Great Lakes you region win. of the Lily win. World Series, Chris. We know that whoever wins this has to play the Japanese team, and, and they're not going to Is that what it happened team. to the Great Lakes? Yeah. They're like, fuck, man. Like, we got to battle the, you know, Lake Superior The House team. of the Rising Suns. And then they go play the fucking Japanese. Yeah, yeah. They always win. It's over. I, yeah. But, I, listen, 
this team. And the Japanese, in this case, are the Dallas Cowboys. Are the Dallas Cowboys, <laughs> where you're going to have to go to Tokyo and just get curb stomped. There's going to be a lot of bright lights. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, you fucking... Anyways, so I think Jesse Bates has been one of the most yeah. important players for the Atlanta Falcons this year on a defense that I, I'm not high on right now. To make the plays he made for them, you know, two... Two turnovers in the red zone, one of them pick six. Go watch that play. And this speaks to the Saints' predictability. He almost overruns that ball. He broke on it so fast. You know, he sees number two coming inside. Mm-hmm. So here comes the ball. And he almost has to stop to catch that ball. That's how predictable the Saints are right now. And that's how good of a study guy Jesse Bates is. And that's what he adds to this defense. Uh, the punching the ball out in the red zone, like this guy's been huge for them. I think if there's one team that's going to win the, the the South, it's probably them. And you know, I'm when did Derek Carr get on. a Southern accent? That's when I stopped trusting him. I don't know. Yeah, well, when he was done being from Bakersfield, and he's from <laughs> Shelby, North Carolina. Derek, Derek Carr, fucking now. John Fogarty is from Bakersfield. I'm Derek Carr. I'm Luke Bryan. Welcome to America's Got Talent. It happened <laughs> to John Fogarty too. Like he did a whole he had a whole career where people were like these guys are from Alabama. No, they're from Bakersfield, CCR. <laughs> It's the same thing with... Uh, they're from Bakersfield? Yeah, something like you that. You just blew my mind right, that they're exactly. not from the Bible Belt. Exactly, dude. Yeah. Credence Clearwater Revival brought to you by Gavin Newsom. But back in the day, <laughs> back in the day, like, you know, streets of... You know, yeah. You know, streets of Bakersfield. <laughs> Dwight Yoakam? Dwight Yoakam. Uh, A real goat. Yeah, well, streets of Bakersfield is about, back in the day, country artists, if you watch the Ken Burns special, they went out west. And they set up shop out west. Out west was basically, it was countryer than the south. So at one point, Bakersfield was like the country. They were really, and they still kind of are the country. You ever drive through Southern California? Bakersfield's very real. I got to give a shout out to the Bakersfield College Renegades, one of the best college football stadiums in America. If you don't think college football, the junior college kind is not real, go to the Bakersfield games on Saturday night. I feel like the entire team or the entire town shows up. It's like over here in Stanton, Virginia, all these schools yeah. that play high school football, everybody and their mama show yeah. up. That's how it is at Bakersfield. Wait till the Japanese come to town. Shout out to the Renegades. But we beat you guys the one time I was there. So okay, so so Bakersfield got a ton of love in this pod. That's good. I, so we don't know who's going to win the South. But you know, out of the teams that don't win the South, if you're talking about the Bucks, uh, they're, they're tricking it off. Um, you know, Jonathan Taylor got rolling yesterday. The, the Colts, by the way... Are a team that could, I mean they could win the division if shit goes really south mm-hmm. for for the Jags. They they have played really well uh, relative to expectation. I mean the beginning of the season, you get your prize quarterback knocked out who looks like the truth. People Multiple forgot times. about him. He's fucking he's gonna be good. Yes, but you got to keep him healthy. Gardner Minshew has looked really good. Uh, Jonathan Taylor starting to come on. Shane Steichen's just I, I got a lot of respect for him. So they could slide in. They have a chance at the wild card spot on the other side of things. The Rams rolled. Um, they're still in the, the conversation. But let's not even talk about the Seahawks, okay? The Seahawks actually now, their chances of making the playoffs, you got to scroll down a bit for the Seahawks, 34%. They have tricked it off. The Rams actually have a higher percent chance at McVay, 37 dude. Okay? And then if you look at the NFC South, and this is kind of wacky. They got the Falcons with the highest percentage chance, 60%. The Saints, 43%. Bucks down to 15. It's about time to pack up in Tampa. And then up a little bit, we have uh, <coughs> the Packers with a 45% chance to slide in that thing. 
I'd love to see two NFC North teams uh, slide in. Um, you could and be the AFC North of the uh, of the NFC. It'd be fun. It'd be fun. So I think the Packers have a real opportunity here. I think the Vikings have a real go opportunity pack, here. Go. NFC North's got a little maction to it, doesn't it? Yeah, it's fun. Dude. It's electric. I mean, all these divisional games, just like the NFC West. Like when you were in the NFC West, it was a bloodbath every week. Yeah. You guys were on paper the the worst team in the division, but you yeah. made it a fucking yeah. bloodbath every we time always, we played. We always we always hung tough. That's what I think is going to happen in that Monday night game tonight. Yeah, I think Chicago wins that game. Oh, look ahead, Justin Fields. I think sure. Chicago wins that game. But we've we've got we've got the Patriots. We hadn't mentioned them. How could we forget? How can we forget about the Patriots securing that draft pick, going out there missing that kick, giving up ten points to Devito? Um, I'm not going to say much about that game. It's it's all fucked up. We got Aiden's a big fan of uh, the Patriots. He's looking up clothing. He don't want to think about the Patriots. He was cheering there. when they missed the kick because now they might. Get he, was cheering, he was cheering. He was cheering. Smart. So you know we've got a resident Pats fan here, and like, listen, you know me, I like the Pats. I want I want the Pats to do well. I just don't think it's going to be this year. I think it's going to be next year. You're going to have to hit on that quarterback. And I love my three team trade that I fucking tried to roll <laughs> yes. out the other day. Justin Fields. I was New smoking England. too much pot to try to get that trade out. You can do it. But again. basically, it's Mike Vrabel to the New England Patriots for their pick. And the Tennessee Titans are going to grab Drake May with that, hire Ben Johnson, and get Vrabel up in New England. Now the three-team thing pops in because you're going to send something over to Chicago, and that something is Bill Belichick. And then you get Justin Fields back. So you're going to have Vrabel and Justin Fields up there. Mm-hmm. You're going to have Caleb Williams and, and, uh, and Belichick in, in Chicago. Chicago. And then in Tennessee, you got Drake May and Ben Johnson. Ooh. Thank you very much. And you like Levis that trade? Too, right? And Levis yeah. is going up there, too. You just throw Levis in. Oh, Mayo guys going up to New England. Oh. Mayo, two it's a QB system. Yep. Oh. So I think the Pats are, are close. Like, hey, say Tennessee fires Brable. You walk him right up there and make him the head coach. Gerard Mayo. He's got head coach. They become uh, America's team immediately. Yes. Now, if Belichick leaves or gets fired, that's what we're talking about. But he could stay. I like. I, I don't believe stuff until I see it. He's staying. I don't believe stuff until I see it. But you're also not going to fire Belichick during the season. I just don't no think they're going to do no. that. So, t- talking about coaches, I, I don't think we mentioned this in the Carolina portion. I'm sorry if we did. But uh, out also um, – with Frank Reich are uh, McCown and Deuce Staley. Oh. Yeah, we're also that gone. sucks. Two of my guys. I mean, not, we didn't even mention Jack Del Rio. Clean, yeah. Uh, right. Who who got back? The bus got backed up. Moment of silence for those guys. Yeah. Yeah, it sucks. It's a tough Dang. league. Dang. It is yeah. a tough, a tough league. So with that, we should get into our mentions. But before we do that, we've got a Miller Light uh, ad read here. Who's who's got this one? Is I'll me? do it. Let's let Kyle give Kyle, it. Kyle, go, go for it. I'm, I'm gonna, gonna go press, take a I'm leap. Gonna, I'm gonna press the F it button. Whatever you're looking for to this football season, there's one thing that pairs well with every great moment: an ice cold Miller Lite. Whether you're at the stadium playing fantasy football or watching the game at home at the bar or at the bar, Miller Lite is here to make your football season taste like Miller time. No matter what team you cheer for, there's one thing we can all agree on. Football it just brings us together. A connection like that deserves to be celebrated and Miller Lite wants you to celebrate with me during the NFL Conference Championships in January. And I do believe Chris was supposed to read this one, <laughs> but we will ride on, baby. Right now, Miller Lite is giving you the chance to win a trip for two to come out in the Green Light Studio, hang out for a podcast. You'll fly out to Charlottesville, Virginia and tune in to the NFL Conference Championships with me, 
I'm pointing at Chris. Yeah, but uh, and the Green Light Crew, mm-hmm. and you'll sit in on a live Green Light podcast session. Just go to MillerLight.com/slash/GreenLightSweeps to enter, and this is all delivered by Miller Light because when football's on, Chris. It's always Miller time. From kickoff to the final whistle, you can't go wrong with a Miller Lite in your hand. Celebrate Miller time with the Green Light Podcast. Go to MillerLite.com slash Green Light Sweeps to enter for your chance to win. Why don't you, why don't you read this too? No purchase necessary. Starts 11 6 and ends 12 4 at 11 p.m. Central Time. Must be legal resident of the 50 U.S. or D.C. 21 years or old. Or older, void where prohibited. See official rules at www.millerlight.com slash greenlight sweeps for entry instructions, odds, prizes, and restrictions. Sponsor Molson Coors Beverage Company, USA LLC, 250 South Wacker Drive, Chicago, Illinois, USA 60606. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Light Brewing, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories, 3.2 carbs per 12 ounces. (laughs) Wacker Drive. Pretty good. Oh, that was good. Nice, Kyle. Great that was job, good. Kyle. Come up for air. That's the fastest. Uh, I feel like I'm playing the Broncos. Ad reading sports. <laughs> yeah, no. <gasps> All right, PTR. What we, well, what we got. All right. So, uh, <laughs> <It's> <laughs> anyway. for the moments. Reminds me of the time we went to Laramie, Wyoming to open the season. I was oh, there. 20 God. to 3. Um, when Al Groh took us off the uh, the bus the first day, he was like, we're going to go run and get a- acclimated. So uh, we I don't think it works that way. Le- I think we, we just get tired. the same level as where the game was. Got we- beat by a bunch of ranchers who couldn't even feel the altitude. There was a guy named Hoost Marsh ever- on that team. He was a punt returner. I remember him. Good player. <laughs> a good player. Kyle, only time I've ever seen your brother – do the fist to come out. And this was in the first quarter. <laughs> like, literally. I've I, yeah, never I seen that. To, and and when it. he did that, everyone on the sideline, on the D-line, was so confused because we never <laughs> had it happen. So it's like, who goes in for him? It's like yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah like, it was like was Alex Field. Like it was wanted, Alex Field. Yeah, you wanted like two plays. Two plays. Like two plays. I ended up with 80, 81 <laughs> or 82 because we ran. I'll never forget, like, watching guys running in place. Like, we went to the half in that little locker room. You would have thought. Antietam just happened, dude. Like <laughs> everybody had an I- IV bag. I mean, nobody was getting like uh, amputated, but everybody had an IV bag. Was that was that four Ticonderoga. I know they had those IV bags rolling at Antietam. Rough. So uh, hey, I'm anyway. gonna give out the first Miller Lite moment. The best flight. Do it. What do you think? Best flight. Ravens. They got to go to L.A. And this year, people have fun in L.A. when they play football. Great town. Great nightlife. They did it without Mark Andrews. Now they're all alone. In the AFC at number one, they're headed to the bye week. They got the Rams out of the bye. It's a tough out, but I feel like the Ravens feel great about that win, the look ahead, and the flight home. I'm sure they had the, uh, what is it, Yak? The, the Yak was flowing, maybe. Penny. But but also, like, I know Row was off you can't really yak. get drunk on that flight because then when you get home at 7 a.m. <laughs> and you're like, I have a hangover now, and it's like, oh, I'm getting shitty. I'm not on those flights. I'm 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 taking some extracurriculars. Who's your best flight? Again. My best flight is uh, is the the 90 minute flight according to Delta, but probably shorter, that goes from uh, Detroit to Green Bay. Hmm. Now the Packers. Um, the best part about this is they play in the first Thanksgiving game, so they played at like 12 or mm-hmm. one. Yeah. Home for so dinner. they're home for dinner. Yes. They're home for like a, Thanksgiving for real with a 10 day head start on the week and I mean like they have this mini buy coming off Thanksgiving and get to, to show their best stuff so I think Rashawn Gary and those guys had a great flight Miami also coming home for a long weekend Chris Collinsworth took off last night to be with his family for Thanksgiving 
And then they pan to the sideline and Jack's on the sideline. <laughs> oh, that's fucking good, dude. Worst flight, Jack Collins. Oh, that's great. How about Jack we move Thanksgiving? we got to be on the same page here. Yeah. We did it again. We moved Thanksgiving. We We're pizza. family for Christ's sake. We had pizza Thursday. I'm eating pizza over, very good pizza, by the way, over over the games Thursday. We moved Thanksgiving to Friday because my, my dad mm-hmm. didn't do what Chris Collinsworth did. Daddy. My daddy, he decided to come back Thursday night late, and then so we do Thanksgiving on Friday. What? Worst flight. Oh, it's me. Worst flight. Browns. They lost in Denver. Can't go home. Straight to L.A. to play the Rams. The Bills flight is 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 awful, dude. Like, you know, there's nothing better than than getting wet and physical out there on the field. Like, just just. I didn't know you like to get wet. I do like to get wet on the. <laughs> you field. You like to bro. get wet. Yeah, Jake. <laughs> yeah, Jake. I, you just you're a grown all, man, Jake. Getting all getting all soggy out there. It's cold. You get on the plane. You warm up after a win. Like you you lick your wounds. But if you're the Bills, you blow another game that you absolutely need and you have to get on a flight after a late four o'clock game they probably didn't get back till almost midnight and it's rinse and repeat and from cold to colder yeah exactly <laughs> yeah, they're one waterfall away from canada bro yeah exactly yeah uh bevel conway bevel conway i love jason garrett dude he's just I, your bevel conway. I lo- no hold on <laughs> the smile mm-hmm. it's infectious you don't need the camera on him to see it yeah every time you hear him react it's a visceral Laughter, smile—you can hear it audibly, and it makes me smile. The Bevel Conway for me was the surprise appearance of Jason Garrett in the booth last night, and the reaction on socials. Everybody loves this guy for different reasons. They love to either make fun of him, as we do, yeah, or they love him because he's a coach. He's been there. He's done this thing, um, which we do. Yeah, he's a smart yeah, yeah. guy. Yeah. I love his six feet four Kyle Hamilton breakdown. That was great. Kept saying six feet four. It's six foot four, right? Like it's not six feet four. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I would enjoy playing for him because I enjoy him in this role. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like he seems like a real nice guy, smart guy, but there's got to be a catch there. If you play for him, there's got to be something. You know, all those drug medication commercials, Lady Gaga's in one. I have no idea what I think it's migraines, and she's kind of freaking me out. They're playing a bunch of those this weekend. How about a Jer- Jason Garrett commercial for, like, Cialis. Y- instead of Paxil, it's like Jason Garrett. First thing in the morning, he just he's just in the kitchen. He gives you that smile. Hey, Chris. How could your day not go good? <laughs> like, you're going to do, true. you know, like, Prozac. turn in your prescription drugs and, and get you a Jason Garrett. So that's my, my uh, Bevel Conway. That's it. Uh, chance of chance of heart attack, stroke, sudden death, <laughs> and uh, underwhelming, underwhelming uh, records on the team. It's really talented. All right, so uh, I mean to say that Bevel Conway for me, this is easy, man. This is just a scene. It is the Eagles. I did not know they were wearing Kelly Green at all. I don't know how that's that slipped past my defense system, but. Going out there in that game, Kelly Green in the rain. Uh, I mean, like the tush push was gorgeous at the goal line. You could not find Jalen Hurts. Like, where is he? It's just so hard. He entered a wormhole. De- Devontae Smith says that when he's under there, sometimes he was on Kevin Clark's show, who's the man. But Devontae Smith says he can't breathe under there sometimes. Like, it's real life. It's real deal. Holy field under there. It's in the rain. They come out of commercial one time. They're playing CCR. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, have you ever, seen, you ever the rain? seen the rain? Have you ever seen the rain? And they're cutting to Bradley Cooper. I can't even see Bradley Cooper in the box. <laughs> it's that rainy, and people are sick. They're in the fucking stands. They love it. And and I just thought the whole scene 
with the Kelly Green. They're wackos. The puddles, the wet people, the Bradley Cooper. You couldn't even see him. I love. He should have wore a trash bag. That was the beautiful. That was the most beautiful scene. <laughs> Opportunity missed, probably. Yeah, he did miss. Well, he's in the suite. <laughs> Regardless, it would have been cool. Yeah, yeah. Call uh, so now I'm going to go anti Bevel Conway Panthers versus Titans. Number one, I hate the Titans uniforms in general. They should just rebrand. Number two, double blue, no good. Uh, who'd you say? Titans Panthers. <laughs> yeah, that was that was ugly. But it was ugly in a good way. I had the under, and boy, did Bryce almost fuck that up. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's just uh, sketchy. Um, okay, I- I'll go. I'll go. Hollow Man, the Mississippi State interim coach. I think they lost the Egg Bowl, yeah. And it was like it was like a super low scoring game. Egg Bowl was like, hey, look at us. There's like three NFL games. Mm-hmm. The Egg Bowl. Uh, so this guy's an interim coach. Kyle, have you seen this video? No. The motherfucker <laughs> rides a four wheeler onto the field to lead, to lead his guy. team. Out. And they asked him, "What is this? Uh, what is this sim- symbolic of unity?" And he said, "This is about handling adversity. This is a life lesson. I'm still waiting for the life, the life lesson. Like that you handle adversity, you just hop on a four wheeler. You come to find out, you know, like he's he, the interim coach. He he, he lost fantasy yeah. football last year. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And someone was like, "Yo, you have to ride out on a four wheeler. Probably, <laughs> that was probably the punishment, bro. If you get this job, you have to or a horse, or a horse. A horse would have been better." I mean, Mini horse, but I mean to talk about like it, when when it comes to adversity, you just got to get on a Yamaha. <laughs> you know? Sometimes you just got to ride out. Are you experiencing? Or, or he has an ill nil deal. <laughs> like someone was like, ride this out. Are you bankrupt? Are you struggling with your mental health? Try a Polaris Ranger. <laughs> you know, like what the fuck does that mean, dude? Adversity. Hop on a four wheeler. Come on, Hollow Man. I'm gonna go Hollow Man. Dan Campbell's brain during the game. <laughs> He regained consciousness at the podium. <laughs> All right. Here's what I'm going to say. One more thing about this Mississippi State guy. <laughs> Where do you put him on the pantheon of like uh, interim head coaches that did something funny? Because I remember Jim Tom Sula's press conference. He farted. was one of the funniest fucking things in the world. Not just the fart. Just the whole transcript. You got to go back and watch it. Jim Tom Sula. I want to shout him out. And then one more hollow man. Um... My college roommate in the middle of the Jim Irsay rant last week about how, you know, he, his mom's black and yeah. it was his nanny, the whole thing. And it was just a really bad look. He's just going off on this tangent. Strange. You know, like Jim put the phone down, like bad time to do this. It was my buddy Tom Sandy's birthday the other day. Oh. And Tom Sandy played for the Indianapolis Colts. I retweeted that. And Tom Sandy uh, was my college roommate and played under Jim Mercedes' organization. And out of left field, Jim decides, and I think it's a diversion tactic. Like when you do a bad tweet, you got to throw oh, something else this out. Was great. And he's like, "What could I put up more random than Happy Birthday to Tom Sandy?" I could. And he was, and he listed Tom's stats. Up. He was like, yeah. he was like, he only caught seven balls for eighty-five but yards. But he is a Colt. But he also had some really key plays and the whole thing and I was like damn Tom you're just sitting on your, your fucking couch minding your own business and Jim Ursay's tweeting Jim about you Ursay. And I, it, I, I had to look at that again I was like wait like he's is going it real? From, yeah he's going from like wigging out and then to a birthday shout out and then I was like is classic this, wait, diversion is this our Tom Santee from Virginia that like I quickly looked Some, it up somebody, somebody, and I was like it is his birthday it was Tom's birthday <laughs> he, he shouted out Tom I like Jim somebody imagine how this goes jim like does he have a guy who texts him is like hey put the phone down <laughs> like now is it a code word or something because 
he took that code word to mean I can make this right. I'm going to wish one of my players a happy birthday. And it happened to be my buddy, Tom Sandy. I just cannot believe we were in the middle of that thing for a second. Um, okay, best and worst seat. Best and worst seat? I've no. just been doing a worst seat, so I'm going to give you something. Oh, I was going to do, uh, do best seat, uh, but I got an STL Memorial, right? That's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I'll go first with the STL Memorial. I have been doing the old school route of media journalism. I take a lot of notes, and it takes a while. And sometimes when I have a thought, I can't write it down fast enough um, to make it sound like it's my voice. You know what I'm saying? So what I did is I went online, and I, I got the best laptop I could get. I went and got a gaming laptop. It's an Alienware laptop, um, and this isn't a sponsored read. But like it can my, sh- be. my show this Sunday, my show this Sunday was better <laughs> as a result of the work I did throughout the week on this. On your Alien laptop, my Alienware. And then when I got to the hotel Saturday night in New York, I didn't have anything to do because I had got all my prep done ahead of time. I played Counter Strike with my buddies in the hotel. Oh, room. that's cool. And then I was able to go do my show Sunday. Um, so I, I got to give, uh, and you know what? The thing about this this Alienware laptop, it's a Dell, and uh, dude, you're getting so I'm gonna name it Tank. Tank. Nice, that's cool, because it does everything. It's brand Tank new. Dell. My offense, that's and very it's awesome. a fucking weapon. Yeah, CJ, you should put a Tank sticker on the. Alien. I will. Del? Tank Dell, cut yeah. out. Uh-huh. Right. No, just a tank, a tank. Like okay. Fucking, you know, they need candy paint. They, they need to get CJ Stroud to do a, a marketing campaign and do the whole. Bring back, dude, you're getting a Dell. Yeah. And have Tank Dell come That's and bring pretty the good. laptop. They saved that for Adman. <laughs> That's good stuff right there. Okay. Uh, STL Moore. I'll give it to Kyron Williams. Nobody watched that game unless you're an idiot like me and put a little down on the uh, Cardinals to win. I don't know what the fuck I was thinking. Uh, they are on my do not bet list the rest of the year. It was fun for like two weeks. Um, but <laughs> Kyron Williams going off, coming back. Uh, nobody's paying attention to this team. I don't think we should be, but... They're playing hard, and uh, I want to tip my cap to Sean McVay for continuing to make them competitive. He's damn good, bro. And he, listen, at the end of the day, if Stafford's healthy, if Cup's healthy, if Puka's healthy, like they're not bad offensively. If Kyron's in the Puka. lineup, like like they just have a lot of guys on defense. Um, and by that, I mean lowercase g. Um, <laughs> so I don't see them making a lot of noise deep in the playoffs or getting in, but good for them. I'm going to do uh, best seat. Cool with that? Yeah. Best seat. Me on Sunday because I got to do my show at CBS Sports, uh, that other pregame show, which was fucking awesome. Tune in 8 a.m. Eastern every Sunday, 8 to noon. We're live. It's a lot of fun. Um, but I got to go hang out with Dad and watch him do his thing yeah. um, in New York City. For whatever reason, Fox, they're usually in L.A. at that awesome studio. They were at another awesome studio mm-hmm. in New York, right down the road from where I work. Yeah. So when I got done with my show at noon, I, I hightailed it over there with, in a car and when I got dropped off, they were out there on the little turf field, and mm-hmm. it was just cool. Like, yeah. he was right like there. Being I, a kid again, because we used to go see. Some I could of those touch shows. him, you know. Yeah. Uh, and he didn't see me, but they brought, they brought me back into where, into where they watch the games, Chris. And it, I'm sitting there with, you know, it's Stray, it's Jimmy Johnson, yeah. it's Kurt, uh, it's Gronk, all the people, and they were so cool. And like you said, we've been there since we were little kids, and but it's been a while, right? Mm-hmm. So. Getting to go back there and watch and see all the games and hearing all these bright dudes, stars of our game, talk about the Sunday slate was awesome. Best yeah. seat me. Yeah, that was that, that's a cool trip, man. And it was like we were teammates for the first time ever. Dad and I, we yeah. traveled up on Saturday together yeah. and flew back on Every Sunday. Every time I talked to Dad, he was like, I'm in the car with Kyle. 
like you know, so you we prepped. A lot of we time. prepped together. We had concert, conversations, so. and then on the way out, we were like, like debriefing together. Two I've peas never in played a pod. with Howie Long, but I was on his team this week. Two peas <laughs> in a pod, you guys. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, all right, so I um, I want to give best seat in the house to Ed Oliver. So you guys might not remember this, but I do. Like it was just five minutes ago. It was Jordan Davis play like ninety one or one of those plays, running 17 miles an hour mm-hmm. per next-gen stats to chase Josh Allen out of bounds. And he hit the ground, and just, like, the force of it, everything he'd been through that day, like, I think just, like, the, he just stayed down for a while. Yeah. And, I mean, like, this dude was a wrecking ball uh, on a few plays. Uh, so was our guy, defensive rookie of the year, uh, Jalen Carter. But just – Watching these guys on the sideline, Ed Oliver and that D-line, watch him hit the ground, go through the two minutes on the ground, get up. When he got up, you should see the guy's faces, Ed Oliver, namely, on the sideline. It was like, who the fuck is that? Yeah. Like, what are you? Like, those guys were laughing on the sideline when he got up. And I think it was just the sheer force that he was running over there with and then they they huddled up they got closer to get a closer look is he, and then is he alive and then he got up it's like a grizzly bear got hit on the in yellowstone and it's like a big 700 Definition pound grizzly bear emptying the tank and all the tourists crowded around to see if he would live and then the bear got up and walked back into the forest and they were all like holy shit. there's a video of a moose in canada that's the, and the guy yeah. just the truck down. drives down the, the road the moose crosses the road at like 20 miles an hour gets hit in the hip flies skids on the road lays there for a second pops up and the guys in the video are like Jeez. holy fuck man. Yeah. <laughs> that's like what ed oliver was like dude i go back and look at that thing it was crazy yeah. those guys were, were appreciators of the moment and then worst seat in the house and probably the funniest thing i saw all weekend and had it not been for virginia tech doing what they do to us every damn year i would have laughed so hard at it but here's oklahoma running out of a smoke tunnel and as the oh video goes on, God. it's clear that it's like Black Friday. Uh, just people getting trampled. Like, it's clear one guy goes down. Was and then the watch quote? the sheer panic. This is like a definitely a, a, a dangerous situation. Guys are, like, falling yeah. off to the side. They're climbing out on their hands and knees. I have no idea. They went from IFR I used to, to try PFR. to always, whenever, <laughs> yeah, yeah. When, yeah. whenever at um, Virginia we would come out and I would see the Pyrotex guys for the smoke being there, I would always try to be in the front because, yo, that that one second that you can't see, yeah, like, it's dangerous. It, it's, it's so dangerous. This is what happens. <laughs> it's like when happens. you shut the lights off at night and yeah. go to your bed and pitch black. And yep. But it's not knowing yeah. what's no, in no, no. front it's of you. It. Like, it's not knowing what's in front of you. Or behind feeling, you. But then the feeling that someone's going to stop. Because that, that's what you can't control. If you're not in front. And all your homies are behind in front you. of you, they get nervous and they slow up a little bit, then you might be the cause of can you imagine they went smoke down in Starkville and the guy's just running over his players in that four-wheeler? Just like a quintuple homicide by vehicle. Vehicular homicide. Oh, my God. Ambuli. Mini vehicle. Ambuli. I got, I got fly on the wall now. Right? Okay, fly on the wall. Uh, I want to know who Frank Reich's first phone call was after he got fired. That's like a he's one. a well-respected dude. He's been in this league for a while, and he's on the ass end of a human centipede in Carolina with the coaching cares. That's what it is. It's 
the next guy eating the last guy's shit ass. that he didn't get to fully yeah. digest. <laughs> it's like, I've only been here six it's weeks. It's the human centipede. So four coaches fired since 2018. Uh, and PFT already made the third job, the, the third rank job. Matt about Rule. his third job. Who, who's Matt Rule? Is Matt Rule and Ron Rivera's ass? It's somebody, <laughs> mm-hmm. somebody yeah. else's yeah. stuff okay. at all times in Carolina. And... Um, and I work with Boom, and Boomer knows Frank Reich well. He loves the guy. So, like, I, by nature of the transitive property, I also love Frank Reich. Who are some guys that you think Carolina should or would hire because of the situation? Top of my mind, Greg Schiano. <laughs> like, that would be the perfect Carolina hire next year. You know, Greg Schiano. Let's go right back to the, the Matt Rule uh, <laughs> thing. Pop- and we're going to fix it with, yeah. We're gonna fix it. I'm not gonna do the Mel Tucker thing. Yeah, but who does Frank Wright call to spill all the beans? To be like this maybe Doug. And this maybe happened. Doug. Like maybe Doug. Yeah. Um, but just such a fucked up situation, man. Yeah. Um, fly on the wall. I don't really have one, but I guess I'll just go back to the the Chargers. Like, what's going on after the game? Are we talking about this thing yet? Because. They just asked Frank Reich, and that guy's like horny to fire people. But then on the other end of things, you've got Spanos, who's like, eh, I'll just, I'm going to stand pat. And I'm just wondering how many of these games we're going to go through. Are we going to give them the offseason? Because I think you've missed the bus for the playoffs. I think you missed the bus. I think you had multiple opportunities to get a bus pass. And now that thing's just screaming down the street, and you're standing there with your fucking, with, with BJ Armstrong and, and uh, Scotty Burrell, <laughs> and um, there they go. Excuse me, I'm extending my parking time. How about well, game ball? Uh, we're about done here, huh? Game ball. Game ball. Ooh, yeah, that's this a tough one. This one's easy. I'm going to name it, and then you take it away. Mm-hmm. Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts. The Jalen Hurts game ball. It's the biggest win by a good team yesterday. Uh, biggest win by a good team all week. And the guy that, you know, like is the common denominator between all these great moments that they've had against good football teams, down, whatever it is. Jalen Hurts has got something between his ears that's different. And so uh, he gets the game ball. Jalen Hurts, when trailing in the second half, has 140 <coughs> passing raiders, seven passing touchdowns, and three rushing touchdowns with no picks this year. They Unreal. Um, Unreal. And he's the team chap one. Is he? I don't I mean, think he so. fucking carries himself as such. <laughs> he does carry himself like Tim Chapman. <laughs> what a crazy thing just to throw out. Yeah. Well, he, he, he quotes the Bible a lot. Yeah. yeah. Well, Nate, what's your, what's your viral moment of the week? So this week I have a two-four. A two-four. Two-four. A two-four. Six one. feet My four. viral moment of the week was originally just ludicrous propelling from the Atlanta's um, Dome Stadium rapping, move, bitch. Oh, that's him? That's ludicrous. He looks like he's 25. Concert. But here's the best thing about it. Then you see a clip going viral of while this is going on, Jameis Winston is rapping it in front of Carr's face. That's so good. That's so good. And And Derek's nodding his head. Yo, it's just... so Jameis, another Jameis moment. And then uh, if, you really, if you listen to the lyrics, it's just funny the part of the song that he's singing and they have this video. It's just funny that he's like rapping that so What part of the song? It's move bitch, right? Yes. And so, yeah. I mean, a backup quarterback saying that yes. to the starter. I'd be pretty I'd be pretty impressed if Drew Locke could rap along with Mystical. <laughs> you know, like, then, then I'm like, all right. Dude, I did see it. Twista make a video of a guy shooting, shooting two gun. guns while yeah. he was rapping overnight yeah. celebrity. I said, this is a juxtaposition. This is right interesting. <laughs> this is interesting. Well, this has been fun. 
This has been fun, and I want to hit you with a little Caesars ad before we uh, pick the Bears to win Monday night. Okay? Monday is still game day, and game day is the perfect pizza day, so make Little Caesars the official pizza sponsor of the NFL part of your game day. Order online during our Pizza Pizza pregame one hour before and three hours after NFL kickoff, plus all day Sunday to have your NFL game day covered. Choose your favorite Little Caesars pizza or pick the toppings you crave. It's a Pizza Pizza win. And speaking of winning, everyone scores with convenient delivery or our in-store pizza portal pickup. So grab some friends, order your Little Caesars, and enjoy during the games. Please enjoy. Is that it? Who you get tonight? Oh, I got the Bears. I'm I, making a yeah big I, play, I, like a kill, kill streak, 10 kill streak. Extra XP. Can I ask you a question? So I have the seventh leg of a parlay is Vikings money line. For a big amount, should I hedge by betting Bears plus three and maybe win both? Yeah, dude, I would. I would go Bears plus three, or or I might tease. Bear with me here. Mm-hmm. The under forty four with, uh, with with the Bears. I right. think the under hits. You don't think so? No. What do you think the total points? Whatever it is, I think Justin Fields goes over it. I've got. I've He's going to make Flo pay for some of the blitzes that are going to come at him. And I think they're going to think they have him trapped. And next thing you know, you're down a man. In deep, I've got in 24. I've got 23-20 for the sake of the under bears. 27 to 24. Okay. Okay. And it's still hit on a teaser now. Mm-hmm. Well, if you buy the extra I don't point, know what that means. You have to buy to 51. I'm going with the Vikings. 21-17. Okay, you go. got the Vikings. I told you the score. I told you the score. All right, guys, uh, please come back. Thank you for everybody uh, showing up today. Please, please, please. See you come next back. Monday. We want to be rich, like really rich. We want to be Pat McAfee rich. Help us get Pat McAfee rich. Chris, I'll take my shirt off. I'm life rich hanging out with you. I'll wear an A shirt every Monday in the chat. We are life rich. Thanks, bro. You too, Nate. We're all life, life rich. rich. But I'm down to get rich, rich too. Rich, like, rich would be great. Let's do it. <laughs> I'll be on CBS HQ in about 30 minutes. So if you want to see that, too. CBS HQ, competitors of ours. So. <laughs> Take care. The op. Yeah, you the tone guy, I'm kidding. I'm gonna fight you with my friend.